There we go. All right, sorry, I just fixed my mic. Boom, much better. <clears throat> Anyways, 2011, um, Ultimate Absolute won. Real big name. Cyborg was in there. Galvo was in there. Vinny Magalesh was in there. Daniel Gracie, Rustam Chiziev, uh, Shaw, if you know him from Henzo's, he's got wins over like Tex Johnson. And he actually went 10 full minutes with Cyborg in this one. Um, Davi Ramos was in there. I'm trying to go through here. Who else was in? Just a bunch of really, really good names. And uh, we're going to go through. We might even go through the whole tournament today. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to go ahead and pull up some of the matches. Um, yeah, Jordan, this is StreamYard. It's uh, it's really cool, man. I, I, I'm using the paid version, which is only, I think, like 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. And you get logos, little tickers, overlays. And as you can see, I'm going to cast my screen and we're going to go ahead and watch some of these matches so we're going to start with davi ramos and warren stout i think that was the first one and i think it's a really quick finish so yeah all right cool so we're going to go in order round one fight one let me just get my screen up here for you guys and we'll get going boom Wonder how many times I'm gonna hear Danaher's voice while going through this stuff with you guys. So this is before Davi became an ADCC champ. There we go. And this is a really quick match. I'm pretty sure this was taking place under ADCC rules. Um there was some craziness in here. Straight in for the knee bar attempt. Homie taps to pretty much nothing. But let's remember this is 2011 and people don't really know leg locks at this time. Plus, Davi goes a fucking million miles an hour. So uh, let's watch that again. Boom, pulls in for an arm bar, spins through for the knee bar. Keeps rotating all the way through, grabs the toes, and starts pulling it through to like a knee bend. Modified inside heel hook knee bend position. It was uh, definitely a fear tap. But, you know, the, the weird thing about this tournament was there was a bunch of nobodies and a bunch of fucking killers in here. Um, and again, this was back before everyone was a huge name. But... That's okay. It shows you where everybody's been and where they came from. Okay, so that was the first one. Davi Ramos. Uh, this is a good one. Oh, I forgot about this match. Rustum. Match two, the absolute. Round one. Now, this was where I really learned about Rustum Chiziev. Uh, in my opinion, he should have won this tournament. Spoiler alert, he goes and makes it to the finals and has an epic match with Galvo. Um, but this is way before Rustin became the Russian bear that he is now. He was dominating on the East Coast scene, smashing people in like PGL and stuff like that. He might have won 
I think he won one of the trials. If not, it was this year that he won it because he competed at ADCC China for sure, and that's 2012. Those fucking snapdowns from Rustam are insane. I've always wanted to just figure out how he does it. I've talked to a bunch of really high-level wrestlers. I'm a decent wrestler, and it's crazy how he generates that much power in the snapdowns. And watching this and the finishers and stuff like that is probably one of the reasons why I got into uh, promoting and stuff like that because this is one of the craziest tournaments, but didn't really get the love. I mean, it was before its time, you know. If you go on YouTube, some of the matches have like almost 100,000 views, but this this stuff is definitely way before its time. Wrestling looks so young in this one. Nice. Shuck through single leg to a double and slam. This is the nice thing about this was they let slams because it was ADCC rules. Um, or maybe it was like modified ADCC rules. I just know there's points in this. It all subs legal and slams are allowed. And that plays in factor later because Russell's been slamming motherfuckers this entire tournament. Joseph, I have no idea. Maybe you should tag the gorilla. I think he uh, will get a, a kick out of this. I think Rustum subs this guy eventually. <laughs> And remember, if you guys want to come on and talk some shit and watch these matches with me, just put a comment in the comment section and let me know you want to come on and have a pair of headphones. I'll send you a link and you can get on here and chat with me and we can watch matches. Nice butterfly half guard here. Nice come up to reshot there. Rustum's always pummeling for that either right collar tie or inside tie. Ooh, nice foot sweep. Look at how quick Rustum gets back to his feet, though. Yeah, man. If slams were allowed in the IBJJF, things would be very different. You know? That nice left high underhook. He's got a real nice fireman's carry as well.
And the cool thing about this one is there's a whole bunch of really good, like obviously Rustam, this is back before he gets really good at submissions. I mean, not that he's really good at submissions, but this is way, this is basically when he was just a wrestler. So like his matches are a little slow, but he always brings the pace anyways, you know, puts himself in bad positions. He's always trying to pass the guard, slam people, take each other down, go for footlocks. Sorry, I'm getting this linked together for my Instagram so more people can come watch. Yeah, Sam, Rustam has fucking always been a monster. I remember his matches with Keenan and all those guys back in the day, and he did a shit ton of Grappler's Quest too, and he, he's just insane. Yes, Amp. I, I was just talking about that because he hit a nasty snap on this guy earlier, and I have no idea how he generates that much power because here he's probably only like 185, 190 pounds, but uh, he, he always had that ridiculous power in his snap down. Smothering pressure up top, double underhook mount, just sliding up, trying to eat his will to live. Oh no, buffering. Let's see if I can fix this. There we go. Oh, I forgot about this. He he was known for this head and arm diaphragm compression way before Barnett was. And he would turn it into like a mixture of a neck crank. And it's really interesting the way he does it. Let's go back and watch that because he uh I, I do it this way sometimes, but the way he cuts his angle turns it to a head and arm choke from this uh this wrestler's ride position, right? So you got that left arm cutting off the carotid and he keeps his chest pushing that right arm forward so it puts pressure on the carotid as well and as he keeps walking it's just a head and arm choke but from this uh this head and arm position in wrestling all right let's see the next match here Hold on one second. 
All right, so next match we got. And all this is available free on their YouTube page. Jerry Rinaldi and JJ Holmes. This was, Joseph, this was before Barnett tapped Dean Lister with it. So, I mean, not before Barnett was competing, but this was before Barnett made it popular with uh, his win over Lister. Obviously, it's been around for a long time, but, you know, Rustin was doing this for a long, long time. It was some really high-level wrestling in this tournament. That's the nice thing when you watch tournaments in the Northeast is they have insane amounts of wrestlers up there, and... It's just a different style than like that California jiu-jitsu or even the Brazil jiu-jitsu. This is more submission wrestling because every black belt in the Northeast has to have good wrestling because there's all these up-and-comers that are coming from really high-level D1 schools that they may not be huge because there's a bunch of really small D1 academies in the Northeast. Um, but, yeah, he – any Northeast tournament has great wrestling. Nice sh shot there into a double. Good follow through. Looks like he got his eyes. Yeah, Barnett's been around forever, but uh, I mean, obviously, so has that 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 ride, the pin, but that head and arm ride. Rustum has always done a really good job of either getting neck cranks or straight up chokes or diaphragm compressions off of that position. Now we're back to some like high school wrestling, double collar ties, now really cutting angles. A little capoeira dance. It's crazy to see how far the sports come too, because this was only nine years ago and 
this was like one of the biggest invitational events to date. And now we get to see really high level grappling almost, I mean, you know, when we're not in a pandemic, almost every weekend. No, there's no stand-ups in this one. They got to scramble back to their feet. Matt, I was saying the same thing, dude. Like, I told everyone, spoiler alert, he makes it to the finals, and I thought he won against Galvo. If you want to come on and watch a couple matches with me, you're more than welcome to. Nice fakes on those level changes. You know, I think I might start doing this a little bit more often because I think this is something that offers a lot of value to people. Keep bringing black belts on and watching entire events, you know, not because normally what I'll do is I'll do uh, a couple matches here and there and break them down right around 1030. But I think watching an entire event through is something that not a lot of people are doing. Plus we're all sitting at home now. We all got all the time in the world. Um, but yeah. Nice foot sweep off the single leg. And this just shows you how in a points rule set, if you're, a better wrestler, you can really just dominate a guy who doesn't know how to kind of play that open guard to nullify it, you know? Yeah, just I was thinking the same thing because the, the thing is when you watch one-off matches, especially in a tournament format, you can analyze that match, but you don't see how they transition from one match to the next if they're injured, how do they continue? What's their mindset like when they start getting deeper in the tournament? Do they get tired? Do they keep going? All that fun stuff. So, I mean, it's it's nice to uh, offer that kind of point of view too. Nice low shot single right into the cow catcher. That was a good sprawl. Yeah, Jay, that's Rinaldi.
Nice, looking for that Dar snap. Or the Bravo choke, as the Brazilians like to call it. Jay, if you remember the, the rule set for this event, I know it's a point rule set, but I don't remember how long the matches were and all that stuff. I think they were using like a modified ADCC points with all subs legal and obviously slams and stuff like that, but I, I just can't remember off the top of my head. I remember sitting down watching all these matches as a white belt my first time through. I probably watched this entire tournament probably four or five times throughout the years. Yeah, slams are definitely legal because Rustin was slamming fools in this one. I thought it was modified ADCC because they're giving points out right away instead of waiting. And, uh, you know, first half, no points. Decent shot, not, not enough penetration. Nice high elbow guillotine. Oh, rolling him through. That was a beautiful escape as well. Looked like he was looking for a, uh, a lat throw there. Tight on that front front headlock, really working that neck, starting to look for those darses, those guillotines. He threatened it a couple times. So I think he's just kind of keeping him honest. He's very obviously up on points here. Nice go behind. That's some high-level wrestling there. Going to a gut wrench, back to the front headlock for a guillotine attempt. Mounted guillotine. Ah, oh, that was such a slick transition. Let's watch that one again. From that go-behind to the guillotine finish. So front headlock, sit out, go behind, boom. Makes him think he's going to go for the leg ride. Switches it through to an arm in guillotine. Bam. He attacks. He rolls. He comes up on mount. Look at that hip position. That's the most important thing when you follow through to mount is having a good hip position. All right. Let's see. Next match. Cyborg. And is this shy? Yeah. Cyborg and Shy. So I think Shaw got in this event last minute. And uh, Shaw is one of those guys that shocks the world. 
You know, he he's got a hill hook win over Tex Johnson. He's taken out some really good guys, and he's never been like a full time competitor. He's been on one of my events. Yeah, he likes to bait mount and go for this kipping mount escape to a heel hook. And I think he almost catches Cyborg with it once. But Shaw's also one of those guys that doesn't give a shit about points. He's just trying to look for your leg the entire time. He's got great Kimoros and great uh, heel hooks, specifically an outside heel hook. I've seen him destroy some guy's legs with outside heel hooks from, like, the worst positions possible. Shaw, and he, <laughs> yeah, you see him in his boxing stance. Shaw was a boxer as well, too. And we all know Cyborg. This is uh, before Cyborg went on to win the gold at the Absolute in 2012. This is 2011. So, like, a few months later, he would win gold in the Absolute Division of ADCC. Matt's saying Shaw never drills, trains like four or five days a week. He was one of those guys that everybody uh, had stories about training at Danaher's and uh, just never really wanted to compete. I think he owned some strip clubs and stuff like that. I think he was DJing too. Man, he's done everything. I fucking love that guy. He's hilarious too. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's got one at, a, I think it was a UGC or something like that. He's got a heel hook win. Nice triangle attempt here by Cyborg. Looking for that rear triangle. Shot's got his hands in. Hey, Matt, maybe if you listen to what I'm saying, you'll hear that I'm saying the same thing as you. Pretty sure the score at the end of this was like over 20 for Cyborg. But I mean, the score definitely didn't reflect how the match went. And that's the problem because, dude, I've had matches like that too where uh, I've, I've just gotten tooled on points because I'm just, I don't give a shit about points. And I'm just looking for submissions the whole time. And if you watch the match without any without knowing any points or anything, it would look very even. But if you're an experienced point player like Cyborg was here, because he's a world champ and, you know, very good at scoring and doing what he has to do, same with Galvo, you would uh, think matches were a lot more competitive than the scoreboard says. 
I think arguing with strip club owners is probably just a bad idea in general for anyone, let alone, you know, Shaw. I'm not going to repeat that. I'll just put it up there because allegedly, you know, allegedly. Get out of here. Sorry, I got my cats in here too. <laughs> Looking for a sloppy fly scissor. <laughs> There was his attempt there on Ashi. That was a close one. Man, it's no wonder why. <laughs> it's no wonder why uh, Cyborg thought he would be able to get through all these leg locking guys when he was just passing people's guards and stuffing their single leg acts like this back in the day, but. Then he ran into Gordon at ECC 2017, and I've seen him get heel hooked a couple times. Keith, if you want to come chat and talk matches, let me know. I got, uh, I think Calistine is going to come on here in a second, and then uh, I could probably get you in here too if you want. Nice drop into the single. That was good level changing right there. Playing some butterfly half in 2011 at Shaw. Oh, man. That was a nice entry, especially for back then. All right, Keith, I'm sending you the link now. Just remember, put some headphones on before you hop on. Shaw thinks it's a boxing match right now. <laughs> Yeah, Keith Shaw is a black belt under Danner here. Or Henzo, whatever. Matt says Henzo. He's he's a black belt under one of those guys. I think at the time, I don't know if he was a black belt at the time. 
Matt, you would probably know. Was was Shaw black belt at the time of this match? Now, thanks, Crow. The fucking crow. Man, he's so good at that fucking mermaid escape. And Cyborg's so good at getting out of that single leg X. Man, he made a fucking match. Both these guys actually went at it. I miss watching matches where Cyborg actually tries to go after someone. Dude, I have no idea what the score was. Um, I think it was like over 20 when this thing was over. Like over 20 to nothing. But like I was saying earlier, it's one of those things where like the score doesn't really tell the whole story of the match. You know, when you got a guy that wants to play positions and a guy that wants to play submissions, matches can be a lot closer. Like he had a couple good attempts on the legs. Cyborg obviously dominated positionally, but it was uh, a lot closer than the points let on. Yeah, that, that was a pretty goddamn good match. I think they showed the points at the end of it, if I'm not mistaken. Nope, maybe not. I am mistaken. All right. So the next one, I forgot they did a, a lightweight version of this too. That was a good one as well. Maybe we'll watch that one tomorrow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Braga. Uh, Keith, we're going in order. So we watched Rustam's first match. We like all the really good matches are still to come. I think Cyborg and Shaw was like one of the only like big matches that happened. By the way, Keith, whenever you're ready, just click that link and uh, come on in and I'll put you on. Nice arm drag to a double. Didn't really have enough level change on that to finish. Good sprawl. Right into a guillotine attempt. And now slams are legal in this one.
Ooh. Again with that arm drag. Man, that is such a sloppy entry to that single. Looking for that Rick James foot sweep. Man, I hate watching shitty Brazilians wrestle. Especially when you can have guys like Rustum and like Cyborg's a good wrestler, Galvo's a good wrestler, and all these like beast Northeast guys in this tournament. You can see like the level of wrestling is like leaps and bounds above what this is. Decent attempt on that Russian two on one. Down to that front headlock. Wizard at the back. Ooh, nice belly to back. Not very technical, but got the job done. On the back with that cross face. I'm going to restart him in the same position in the center. Man, those restarts are, are a tricky thing because we watched the uh, Paharis Avalon match not too long ago. And. Uh, they restarted, obviously, in a heel hook. It's hard from a referee's perspective and a tournament's perspective when you're out of bounds not to start your submission. But it's also not necessarily fair to either competitor because you don't know how tight it was, and it's just a fucking screwed job. And then I've seen tournaments where they give points out for rolling out of bounds. So, like, uh, I think Grappling Pro did it. I know Kaplan's event does it, too. If you're in a locked-in submission, you go out of bounds, they give points. I think Grappling Pro was, like, five for rolling out of bounds when you were in a submission. Um, to Five to the guy who's applying the submission, which that kind of makes sense because five is enough to, like, change the outcome of a match. Nice jump into the triangle and switch from reverse to regular. Straight on. Didn't even have to cut his angle. Nice submission. Let's watch that real quick. Go back and replay that. He's going to jump the shoulder right here. So from the back, he escapes and jumps the shoulder right in the triangle. So it starts to rotate right away. Jumps the shoulder to a high guard. Knees come through. Now he has to choose between omoplata and triangle. He chooses triangle. Hugs that knee, comes straight on. Has it. Yeah. That was super brutal. Oh, man. All right. We got Keith. I'm going to pull him on now. What up, dude? Hey. How's it going? How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, you know, good. watching matches and shit like that. Nice, nice. Which one was that just now? Yeah. Is Chetapano? Uh, uh, that was Neto. Neto. Uh, Braga Neto. Yeah. yeah. And here comes Galvo next against Nolan Dutcher. I don't know who that is. There we go. Man, talk about a guy that doesn't look like he belongs in this tournament. 
A lot more what? You there, Keith? All right, here comes Kaplan, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. They got a couple of midgets on oh here with God. me. Look at Matt Kaplan's haircut. <laughs> he looks like a good guy. Hey, yo, Matt, your mic is super soft. If you can get it a little closer or something, I don't know. Turn it up a little more. Don't you have one of the uh, the things to, to fucking turn it up on your end? Yeah, use those. Put your gaming headphones on. I like it. How's that? Good. Much better. Okay. But now you're low. I got it. Cool. Hey, pull it away from your mouth just a little bit, though. Yes, yes. For all that professional gaming we do. See, yeah. I like Nolan Ducker's game. I don't think it aged well at all. He also looks like he's, like, super old in this event. Yeah, that's, that's Dutcher on bottom, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, no, it's Dutcher versus yeah. Gabo. It's, well, it's the deep half game. It's the same issues you see with, um, wow, God, Val looks so not steroid. It's the same issues you see with um, with Glover and those guys too when they play that deep half from hell. Keith, are you frozen or is your hand just like covering your face? Oh, oh he's, he's gone. Yeah. What up, Jared? Yeah, this event was one of the best. Like I remember watching this shit when I was was a white belt, like over and over and over. Yeah, you're right. Galvo looks uh, a lot less juicy in this one. He, 2011, I think he, he might have still been doing 77 kilograms at 80cc then, right? Because he didn't win until he went up to 88. No, 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 because he won. Uh, he won no, 2011. 2011 was England, yeah. So he was at 88 in this one. Hey, Matt, I want to let you know that the minute you come on, my viewers drop from like 35 to 14. I think you're, you're, you're saying when Keith came on. <laughs> and then when I came on, it up that three. Back. <laughs> you there, well, we mentioned steroid abuse, and Keith had to bounce out for a second to keep his face from being associated. All right, Keith Hello? is frozen again. No, I'm not. I'm not frozen. <laughs> oh, there you are. All right, cool. You're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, Josh is just shitting on the guy for no reason. Man, wow, we're, we're not even watching that this match. Who's this other guy? Nolan Dutcher. It's before your time, Keith. Seems like I've never heard of him. Yeah, he. I mean, look how old he is in this event. Like this event's 2011, and he looks like he's in his 40s. So this well, Nolan Dutcher, super old school. I don't think he's that old. I think that's just. I, I think like a lot of guys, he just didn't <laughs> age right now. Keith is back. Let me go back to doing laundry. <laughs> I don't get it. What? what? <laughs> People are just hating on you, Keith. What? What'd I do? What the hell? From California, it's not your fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was asking for it. Um, yeah, that's that was definitely a screw job for sure. I know the owner. I asked him. He goes, what do you want me to do, bro? I looked up and every Brazilian looked at me. He was staring at Gavau. I went, all right. 
Yeah, this was – I remember Rustin was uh, – like, I think he won the trials this year at 88 kilos. 2011? Yes, because yeah, – because he went to China. No, no, China was yeah. 2013. Okay, so he won the 2012 trials. Yeah, I was going to say because I was, I was at a different – I was at my second gym when he won, and he took an MMA fight, and Rustin won an MMA fight a week or two weeks before the trials because he said he didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the same one, Wagner won and Joe Bays and all those guys. Are you drinking? Or, oh, I guess it's 12. Maybe I'll get a beer. It's noon somewhere. Yeah. I didn't drink at all yesterday. No, that's not true. I watched WrestleMania yesterday. Yeah, I didn't watch WrestleMania yesterday. So you can tell Dutch is a gee guy too because the way he defends, he puts like the fingers up and does a lot of the – Because 2011, guys still weren't doing no-gi. Yeah. I mean, the game, it's almost sick. I mean, everything is cyclical. But, I mean, the the game, you can see the nuances are a little bit different. But we're starting to go back into that wrestling-heavy game again. So, it's not like night and day, you know? Well, I don't, I don't think that it was wrestling-heavy. I just think guys took the gis off and they wrestled a hair. And then well, they didn't really do no-gi on the floor. Where today, it's it. Where today um, they're actually trying to learn wrestling. Well, the other thing is like this is in the Northeast, you know, with a deep wrestling background. So like not this match, but like we watched a bunch of them before. Oh, Jerry, Jerry Rinaldi, Rostam, yeah. um, even yeah. Daniel Gracie's in this. Like Daniel's an MMA fighter. Vinny, yeah. it was all the Henzo guys and friends of like Henzo guys, and like it was like eight Henzo-ish people and then eight non-Henzo people. But all the Henzo guys fight, so they all wrestle. I mean, Galvao's wrestling is good too, but I don't think he started going to that church place until 13, 15. His, uh, no, no, no. The name of the wrestling school is Church Wrestling. It's all. Oh, I wasn't okay. expecting him on steroids. I will tell you for a fact he's on steroids, but he goes to Church Wrestling for wrestling. Yeah, the Atos and um, Endes brothers. Galvao's defensive wrestling has always been really good. His offensive wrestling is kind of just like – tap the head, blast double, run the pipe. You know, it's not anything super special, but like, and you saw that in the Felipe Pena match, but his defensive wrestling has always been really good because he's fucking 5'8 and juice to the tits. Well, I, this is 11. So I remember Marcelo said um, he thinks everyone should learn how to do takedowns, but doubles and singles and, and sprawling where he was like, you know, you're not going to hit high level judo unless you're a high-level judo guy and you're not going to hit high-level wrestling throws if you can't really wrestle. So the philosophy always was just learn doubles and singles and sprawl. Keith, you're, you're a really good wrestler. Like, what, Do you uh, shoot a lot of doubles? Because I, I feel like single legs are a lot more applicable to no-gi jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I was going to say like mostly singles and no-gi, but I don't know. I, like In wrestling, I was mostly just doubles because um, mm-hmm. they're, like, they're a lot easier for like a quick two. Yep. But in jiu-jitsu, it's harder to get a quick two, especially with, like, ADCC scoring and stuff where yeah. you got really pin guys. If you blast double a guy, he might just butterfly sweep you over and then you don't get your points and you just kind of, like, gave away your hand a little. So, yeah, I feel like singles are the way to go. Yeah, I feel like singles is the primary entry and then you can run the pipe off your singles as well. And um, even if you just want to drop to legs too, you know, like just having that leg, like you're basically already – you know, in single X, if you drop your butt, you know, so like yeah. 
just yeah. grabbing that leg is so much easier. You know? I feel like low singles but are the something rules. that need to keep coming back, you know? Mm. The problem with the rules is, is there is a match. Dean Lister actually liked my comment. Uh, he commented on something, like a random like page on Instagram. Like, we, we had nothing nice on bar. Nothing to do with jiu-jitsu. And I said, Dean, I still remember when you got screwed out of points against Bucheche at ADCC. You should have gotten takedown or sweep points. ADCC doesn't score it if you pick up a single into uh, Ashi or single X and sweep them. It doesn't count as a takedown or a sweep because you went to the floor first. Oh, really? I just watched that match yes. the other day. I'm trying to think back. He didn't uh, score. was the absolute. Hold on a second. Yeah, now, did they change that rule? They must have. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I've seen people use that. Yeah, I, I feel like they, they changed the rules recently in regards to like dropping back for legs and your your sweeps and stuff like that. Well, it was the takedown rule. I think the argument was because he didn't go feet to floor. It's not a takedown, and because his back hit the floor and came up, it's not a sweep. Oh it's man, I forgot Buchecha was in this. Ah, uh, yes. Holy and shit. do you remember what happens? Do you remember what uh, happens? This is, the, is this the first round? Is this Buchecha yes. and Vinny's first match? Yeah. Uh, I won't give no, it away. No, no, wait. But... Vinny, Vinny and Daniel Gracie was first round, wasn't it? No, no, no. That's second round because Vinny catches him in the banana split second round, and then Vinny loses to Cyborg. Uh, spoiler. Okay. Well, I didn't, spoiler. That's ending. why I was Not asking. I know how it ended, Josh. You <laughs> fucking hillbilly. <laughs> anyway, the ending to this match, I bet most people have ever seen this and don't know what happens to Buchecha in this match. Yeah, I started using this uh, this finish that Vinny uses a lot because no one expects – I won't give away, but, like, no one expects that attack from 50-50. Um, it's, like, kind of, like, hard to catch on guys now, but it's, like, pretty – you can get it every now and then. Keith, Buchecha looks a little smaller than your match with him. He must have hit a spurt. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, um, so this is like when 50, 50 started to become like a thing thing, right? 2011. Uh, cause Ryan's in the, like... yeah. What happened in the, the lightweights? Uh, I saw that I was just looking through some of their matches on YouTube. Who ended I think up winning? The finals was Raider and this guy from Henzo's, and Raider didn't get points when takedown fell out of bounds, and they stopped yeah. it. They didn't stop it. So the Henzo guy won. Strange, run by a Henzo guy tournament with with a uh, Henzo black belt referee, and then the stop didn't matter. Yeah, oh, I wow. think I think I might go through that one tomorrow. If not, I'll go through it at the end of the week, and I'll. Text Raider and see if he wants to come on. Here it is. Man, I didn't realize how short this match was, too. Yeah. I thought it went a lot longer. I don't even know if Puchetta was a black belt. here for a while. Oh, wow. I I don't know because he won ADCC like a year or two later, I think. So, yeah, he he might not have been. 2013. Yeah. He must have. Yeah, he was only 21 here. If it was tw- if this is 2011, because yeah, I know he was shit. Yeah, well, oh, you know, really? coaches hold back their brown belts, so you have brown belts that are like six-year brown belts that don't promote them. So you know, it's very possible, but he has a brown belt still. Yeah, maybe. I just realized Taza is still a brown belt. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, Taza and um, Ethan. Uh, Ethan, who just had the uh, match at uh, BJJ Fanatics, were like a bunch of black belts. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. Funny. Not to mention, fucking both of them are two-time ADCC vets now. 
Yeah, Taza got his brown belt around when I did because we, we did a couple of cards together as brown belts. And I was like, holy shit, that was four years ago. Oh, wow. Was it? Yes, Taza was I doing did. those good fights for me in 2016 when you had to at least that, be a brown I, belt. That's right. Actually, I remember like uh, Kumite, he was a brown belt. And that was yeah. like about four years ago, I think. Wait, oh, you, were in the, you were on the Kumite card? There was a uh, bunch. I wasn't in it with him. I just remember watching it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Kumite card, dude, I wish Kat was still, because he's doing uh, MMA fights now. I wish he was still doing jiu-jitsu events. No, not that Kumite. Bruce Sec. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. I, I thought you were talking about Canadian Kumite. Which one are you talking about? Oh, oh no, but I was I was actually talking to Cole Franson about that this morning. Yeah. Um, uh, I, don't, I can't find any footage. like, Or, I mean, I can find some footage, but not like full matches and stuff. Uh, I think you just got a YouTube sub series pro because he changed the oh, names of what? the tournaments a couple <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. So like the yeah. overall company was sub series pro, and it's crazy. Uh, yeah, that was. He's, he was one of the like, first guys that started doing tag team jujitsu before it got like super big. So he hit me up. He was trying to get me on his card. Uh, end of 2015, early 2016. He wanted me to have a match with. Um, he had Edwin Najmi. That match is going to be at 140 pounds. So, um, you know, Najmi obviously hit his growth spurt too, and he's gone up about 30 pounds in competition. Gone up um, he, 30 pounds. He, I think he's a lot bigger now, actually. There you go. We, it, I mean, I, didn't, I never hit a growth spurt like that in my 20s, maybe in my 30s now. You know, as I get to my yeah. mid-30s, I'll hit that, that spurt. Um, but I remember Kat was talking to me about tag team. Because he was like, oh, you did pro wrestling. And, like, I was, we were just, I was just, like, throwing ideas at how you possibly kind of make it work but tactic grappling is always like a weird thing and it's yeah it's uh ah, there's a cool finish from here you see how Vinny's coming up if, if Uchecha would have hugged him literally just got got a grip like this straightened the bent leg and pulled the straight leg in he would have blown his knee out ryan hall shows that on his early 50 dvd but i don't think it's on the recently. like uh around the waist or like just up like no, a, i hugged him um like underhook on the torso and then pop around the head this is why you never stand up in 50 50 grab him like this and hug the guy literally like a hug and then the knee is bent like this so one leg does that and the other leg does that and pushes away and split the knee and have it it's a horrible knee splitter interesting Hall shows that on his 50-50 DVD. I don't know if the repress has it. I, I feel like when I rewatched it, it wasn't there. He wins like that in the gi. He was doing a lot of gi. If you can't heel hook, guys would try to stand up, and he would split the knee. Cool. Hey, Keith, is Kaplan's voice choppy for you, or is it just on my end? Yeah, I know. It's a little choppy. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at that sub series pro thing and, and they don't have that they don't have the one that Taza did. Um they just have like some random one. I'll I'll do some research. He might still have it on pay per view, but I think I have oh, I, I, I know, right? <laughs> I, I think I have uh I think I have some of the matches somewhere. I'll I'll do some research and dig through them and see if I can find them for you. I think Taza did two or three of those shows because I know Ethan yeah. did a couple. Munch was on the first one. I think yeah. Ethan went against um, Orchard on, on one of those. He did, yes. And was he won. One? Yeah, yeah, he did win, I think. He, like, he won. He won by like a lot of points, yeah. No, it was a ref's decision, but I think that he would have won by a lot of points. Oh, man. Oh, it was, whatever it was, yeah. Because he got to his back, he mounted him and all that. I remember watching yeah. it going, okay, Ethan won. Yeah. See that finish that, that freaking 
Vinny hit? That was crazy. Like, I feel like so many people forget this match ever happened. Yeah. But Dude, Vinny like is such a fucking legend. Far leg. That's so weird. Well, that, that toehold from 50-50, like, that's super old school. Nobody's really attacking it anymore. But that's one of the most effective finishes on the cross leg there. Like, when I'm playing 50-50, I'm not really looking for that primary leg too much. I'm trying to attack the secondary with that toehold, a Z-lock, and a cross-side ankle until they defend and open up that inside. Yeah, Matt was actually telling me about that Z-lock uh, a long time ago. Or not a long time ago, look, a year ago. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's we were actually hitting it uh, 50-50 at the IBJJF. I said, you know, you could break the guy's leg. Yeah. <laughs> We wouldn't have to watch this for nine hours. Fifty-fifty <laughs> in IBJJF is like the worst. Yeah, it's 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 annoying. They just need to like get more aggressive on like stalling calls and stuff. And they also need to stop letting you fucking go back and forth for twos. Oh, that's so dumb! Isn't that stupid? I'll see a really high-scoring match and I'll be like, "Oh, it's probably like a fun match," and then you're like, "No, they just swept each other back and forth." Like yeah, I thought they together. I thought they finally stopped doing that. I thought, I thought they finally said up is up and down is down. I don't I don't know. I uh, I've I've still seen them do it for a while now. Well, it also like, depends uh, which mat you're on and who's refereeing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. There we go. All right, you guys watch this one. I'm gonna go get some more coffee and probably a beer. <laughs> what See? What time See? is it I'm positive it is fucking noon. You had three. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> wow, Daniel's got the fucking poofy hair. Who's this? Uh, is Daniel this Gracie. Like an actual Gracie? Uh, he, um, he is a cousin. His name is Gracie. Uh, but he, um, he yeah. owns all the, he owns all the Philly affiliates of the like uh, Danielle Kelly's trained with him. Um, what's his name? Sadeko's under him. Tarzan that fights in One FC is uh, under Daniel. Tarzan? Yeah. Tarzan is the dude that beat up Roger Huerta that basically stopped Roger Huerta from oh. killing that monster streak. Yeah. What's that guy's name again? It's like Our, uh, Ariel Sexton. Ariel Sexton. Yeah, yeah. He, he soccer kicked him right and like killed him. Yeah, he he beat yeah he beat up Roger pretty bad. I didn't uh, I didn't know he could, I've met Tarzan a bunch. I got with him a bunch. I didn't know he could do that. When he beat him up. I was like, huh. <laughs> well, he's good, but like that was the first guy he fought that was like a world class fighter. So you just never yeah. know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't uh I haven't really followed him much since then, but I remember that fight. Yeah, well, if you don't watch one FC. <laughs> Uh, every now and then, yeah. Uh, Daniel is. Fuck, this is. I, I want to say Daniel's like fifty-two now. Oh wow, he looks like. A, he looks yeah. like right here, kind of. Yeah, he um. Uh, I I forgot how he became. Uh, how he got into the great lineage. I I don't remember. I think he's like someone. Okay. <laughs> the the Henzo Gracie documentary they did. Um. Uh, not choke. Henzo's is um, legacy, is it? Yeah. There's a part like where Henzo, okay, where Henzo's fighting. He has, he has a fight coming up, and um, you see a guy trying to do a role in MMA sparring, and Henzo screams at him, "Don't do that fucking bullshit, you pretty boy. You need to train harder." That's Daniel. He's yelling at. 
Oh, that's fine. Oh, okay. I know that. I remember that, I remember that clip. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Motherfucker with the bullshit wrong. I was like, that's, that's fucking that's Daniel Crazy. Matt, fix your fucking mic. What would you like me to do with it? I don't know. Twist it or something because you're coming <laughs> off choppy. Twist your nipples too while you're at it. I don't think it's Mike. I don't know. I hear Keith completely perfect. Uh, let me try on my phone. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. I have it on a laptop. You know, we have these computers. So I'm on, a, I'm on a laptop right now too, but I'm also on not a shitty laptop. Here, I'll pull you off and just come back on your phone. All right. Now Keith can actually talk. Yeah. <laughs> it was like five minutes, right? I didn't get to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't start sharing the screen better, he's still on in the back so he can hear me. If he doesn't start sharing better, I'm going to just pull him from the event. <laughs> That's funny. What time is Palestine coming on? I don't know. He, uh, I texted him and he, let me see. Have he you said, been uh, all in his headphones? His- his tournaments? Okay. Have you been fall- yeah, that was fun. Dude, that's super cool. Like, if you're uh, watching right now, go follow John Callisine, one, because he's a fucking killer. And two, he's doing these Instagram tournaments where he's uh, doing fantasy matchups and shit like that. And you get to vote. And whoever gets the most votes ends up moving on. It's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, he did a – he did like a 171 where yeah. a JT, lot of I- – okay. JT, yeah, I noticed a lot of people were voting for Lachlan. I think that's just recency because, like, I think right he had Rao first round. I was like, oh, Rao would win. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, I think that's a closer match, you know? Um, yeah, it's close. No, it's close. I'm just, yeah. I, I could definitely see Rao winning because he, he's got really good back takes, especially from leg lock counters. Exactly, but, yeah, yeah. But I also know Rao, like, he's leg locked some good guys, but he's also gotten leg locked by – some people he shouldn't have, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. true. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I haven't seen him get lug locked in a long time though. I, but I do, I do remember him getting healed, but you know, like he tapped Quentin with uh, yeah. leg locks a couple times. Yeah, he tapped him twice. You know, like, I mean, and that's about as dangerous as like, a, he, a he tapped Joe with it too. But then again, Joe yeah. also gives his, his legs up a lot. Yeah. Joe, Joe had him in a good spot. I remember too. Yeah. Um, I think it was either Honey Hole or he had him or maybe 50-50. Yeah, which is a good spot for Joe for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I, the problem with Joe is like he's he's older, but his body is way older than his age is. You know, so like mm. he's not able like that match with Kyle Bam. One Joe, man, Joe is way smaller and. He's gone from like 145 up to like 210. And like, Joe had a match with, with Kyle where? At Combat Jiu Jitsu oh, Worlds. Combat Jiu-Jitsu, that's right, that's right. And his shoulder yeah. like popped out or something, you know? Like, yeah, it was like that's a rubber thing. guard or something, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. He was just like framing and his shoulder popped out. That was a nice spinning oh, arm bar. Really? That was yeah, really me, cool. Let me pull that one back up. That's old school. That's how they teach you how to do that. I remember like white belt Jiu Jitsu classes with my old like super Brazilian <laughs> professor. He was like, well, now we do the step over armbar. You just like underhook that far side and step over, right? Yep, always from that neon belly position. That's pretty cool, actually. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I don't wow, attack a lot of armbars. That's so funny. I do remember, totally remember like learning that in like first you know, week of, of yeah. D. <laughs> that's hey, so funny. <laughs> he went to grab the leg, too. 
Man, uh, fucking old school. All right, cool. let's see what match we got next. Man, we're moving through this tournament pretty fucking quick. A lot of them are subs, except for the uh, the cyborg match. A lot of them have been subs. Yeah, I mean uh, the rust, even the rust of match. He hit that nasty uh, the the head and arm choke that he does. Davi versus Rustum. Yes, this is a fucking great match. Oh wow, this is a long. I didn't one even now. know Davi almost is in this one. Yeah, Davi won his first yeah. round match yeah, was by this... like fear tap knee bar. Okay, cool. You know, I heard that um, Tex knee barred Davi Ramos. Like, yes, he did. Like, right before he won ADCC. <laughs> yeah, he did. All right, looks so like crazy. Matt's back. I feel like Tex has just random wins and random losses. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Padilla says he loves you. Oh, nice. Even though you made him quit the last time you grappled him. Oh boy. Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love giving Mike shit. Oh, that was such Whoa. a crazy fucking arm lock attack. That was cool. That was a cool arm bar. All right, Matt, I'm kind of surprised. Davi's a pretty good uh he's like pretty good on the feet, but he pulls guard a lot. Yeah, he, he's a pretty goddamn good wrestler for, for a Brazilian for sure. Well didn't didn't I think Lepre, he wrestled. Didn't Lepre pull guard on him and he like just like instantly jump uh armbar him. Yeah. Davi's yeah. got crazy falling arm bars and jumping arm bars, and that's what he did in his first round match. He went for that falling arm bar, the guy pulled out and he spun through to a knee bar. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Davi was uh I saw him live at IBJJF. He keep re- he kept reaping the knee and they kept stopping it and warning him and saying, Come on, buddy, stop doing that. I was I was I was like a white belt. I said, How come there's no DQ? And then I gotta explain the rules. Well, <laughs> I've seen the like. Did they change that, or did they change it back, or something? Because I've seen guys get DQ'd just for like reaping one time. Yeah, but very rarely uh, somebody in the finals that they want to win. If you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. super weird. Um, whatever. Davi definitely looks bigger than 170 here, too, because Rostam is oh, not little. I was going to say that. I was like, yeah, I was going to say, did he Did he do 170 at ADCC? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, he won 170, and I think he fights MMA at 55. Yeah, he. he I think he fights 55 because he fought, um, uh, I forget the guy's name, but I know it was a 55. It was, um, it was uh, Gilbert Burns. Hey. Yeah, yeah. He oh, fought, right. he fought uh, Torino. He yeah. fought fucking uh, John Gunther at fifty-five too. One of Emil's training partners fucked him up real quick. John Gunther, I know that that name. Uh, did he fight in like WSOF or something, or like like a smaller? Promotion? You probably know him because Emil makes a post about him literally every day. Oh really? <laughs> yes. Yes. My boy Ryan from Third Coast. Keith, did you get to do Third Coast yet? Uh, not yet. Uh, Ryan, when the shit's over, you got to get Keith on there. Fucking killer. <laughs> He's yeah, got to Josh, give me the like, time. I'm going to try to just compete like every single weekend because like this <laughs> sucks. This not, having, not having any competitions right now. And I mean, not being able to train too. It just is so lame. It's so lame. Keith, you're not training at all? Mm, I mean, not really. Trying to slow down the uh, virus, man. <laughs> you mean you're trying to slow down the virus of people of people infected by the virus going to the hospital at once, not slowing down the virus. 
All right. Let, yeah, well, let's avoid the, the fucking virus though, like, talk. I mean, I've heard too much fucking. Okay. I was just trying to piss off like, Josh. This is like the first time we had a podcast where we're not talking about the fucking virus. Let's keep keep this on jujitsu. And I think that's that should have been like, Rustam's nickname, the yeah, virus. The virus. Dude, Rustam. Yes, that motherfucker just mauls people. He mauls people, and so many people. Like, you remember his match with Keenan at Purple Belt? Like, he's had like some crazy. I do matches. remember that match. He he tooled Luke Rock. He Rockhold. pushed Keenan in that match too. Yeah, yeah, dude. Rustam, all his grapplers quest. Like Keenan got like, to his back. I think I might do that. Yeah, he did. I think I might do that here sometime this week or next. Is just go and uh, go through Rustam's grapplers quest matches because there's some fucking gems in there. Well, yeah, I do. I got my blue belt in 2011, so I'd see all those matches live in yeah. Jersey. Like he just would maul people, like high level black belts, just run through guys. Like you remember no one knew who he was. They just, just call him the banger. Yes. Yeah, it was a fucking good match, dude. His PGL matches were insane. I remember I drove up a couple or once from uh, Florida for a PGL, and he was on there. And dude, he was one of the scariest looking motherfuckers. That's um, I you know I was because I was just doing the thing at um South Jersey. That's where um, what's his name got started. Uh, Jay Rag started doing commentary at PGL. Yeah, that's where I met Jay because I uh I was talking shit to him in my match, like uh not like fuck you, but like just like talking to him while I was grappling this guy. And uh, yeah, we hit it off ever since then. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know Jay. Jay's like He's- cool, and uh, what's it? that's where Gary and Gordon got famous too, is the PGL. Yeah. Is Rustam from the East Coast or something? Because I've seen him have a lot of matches. New Jersey. Yeah, he trains at K-Dojo. I kind of always figured, is he from, like, you know, Russia somewhere? Yeah, he's from uh, uh, South Ossetia. Okay, I don't even know. Guess how many days a week he was – when he won the trials, guess how many days a week he was training? Like, twice? Two times a week because he was doing construction work and he had to go to work. He He also missed a finger. Is he? Yeah. What? Yeah. He's like literally missing a finger? Yeah. I forget how it happened, but he, he's, he's sort like a finger. Oh I think God. he I think he lost it doing like like iron work or constru- like he was it was like during it was like a work incident I'm pretty sure cuz someone did mention this to me. Dude and his his fucking snapdowns are insane. The thing I like about Rustam is he like even now he competes like everywhere. He doesn't give a shit like yeah, he needs to get paid a little bit, but like I've seen him, he had a match against Devay at like uh, World Championship Grappling or something, and it was like some hole in the wall gym in the Northeast, and he's still like competing whenever he can. Cause he just he just likes to go, bro. I, I he took a couple of MMA fights too. I think yeah. only one is listed on his record. He just likes to compete, man. Well, he he's been taking more because he's, he's over at ACB now, and uh, he's yeah he, he's looking good, man. His his record's off, like you said, because some of them aren't listed because, like, they're, like, all over the place. But he fights just like Fedor. He throws these crazy haymakers, comes into a clinch, tosses you in your head, and then lands crazy ground and pound. And then Thor fucking heals, hooks him at ADCC. Yeah, well, Rustam's got to be getting close to 40 because he is older than me. So, I mean, you're going to start to see that because yeah. he relies a lot on athleticism and yeah. speed and all that. So, yeah, you're going to start to see. Start slowly too. It's the first thing that goes. Yeah. That's why little guys don't last too long. I think that and the weight cutting too because, like, you see, obviously, the speed's not as much a factor in heavyweights, but they 
last longer because they're not cutting all that weight either, especially in MMA. Well, but they have the power too. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I think Miguel Torres at 29 said, I have to stop eating candy to actually make weight. And he goes, I'm slowing down. Yeah, Miguel Torres is one of those guys that doesn't get the, the credit he deserves because he was all in the WEC. Before they were like WEC. Well, he was like you know? 36 and 1 in, in the WEC with like six title defenses. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I think I think honestly he just got knocked out once and it kind of was just like a a confidence killer. Yeah, um, and, and he was and like he never looked the same too after that. that. But oh, I th- really? I think he had a substance abuse issue unless I'm mistaken him for someone else. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember if it was that, but one of my uh, original Nogi coaches was his manager, so he would come in a couple times and uh, he dude his grappling was so fucking. Good and gr- I mean, granted, I was like a white and blue belt at the yeah, time. So he like, beat DJ, or he, I mean, like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say he, he didn't beat DJ, but he like I thought he deserved the decision based yeah. off like butterfly sweeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super cool. Oh, look at that, that whole generation. That whole generation is people that like I tell like I always, I always tell the women that fight I'm like you ever watch Megumi Fuji fight and they're like who oh, I'm like she was oh wow. <laughs> I was like picture Ronda Rousey and like triple the record and that's Megumi Fuji yeah seriously what yeah she was like man she was like also thirty and one or something at one point I think right. Well, her first loss was in Florida because the the even though she was in Mount for the round, she lost a decision. And then the other one was like in Texas, where it was a similar stupid decision. Where you're like, how did she lose? A lot of shadiness goes on in Florida, Keith. A lot of shadiness goes on everywhere, especially Florida. <laughs> especially Florida. <laughs> That's why I operate down here. It makes me look like a fucking good guy. And I'm just like, no, I'm just not as much a piece of shit as everybody else. <laughs> Yo, what's the name of the big MMA promotion in Florida? Oh, Combat Night. Uh, they're on Fight Pass. Uh, well, Combat Night is the big one in Florida, but there's like the, uh, fuck, the LFA no, not LFA. Um, it's not Titan. It's not LFA. LFA. It's the other one. Um, they come to Florida a lot. Uh, Titan comes to Florida too. They're on Fight Pass. It might have been Titan. Uh, Sydney fought for them, and he was telling me, or or his, um, yeah, he no, he was telling me, and then he, uh, what's his name? His ex girlfriend, whatever, was cornering him because they were at the gym, and um, maybe four or five hours before his fight, they wanted to withdraw blood from him for uh, uh, dope testing or something. He goes, what? And they go, yeah, we have to do it now. So, like, they withdrew blood. He fought a few hours later. That's how shady that shit was. That's crazy. When was this? I was like, the commission uh, last year? Jesus. Yeah. Florida. Yes. (laughs) So, I'm not going to say too much just because – I got some things in the work that I'm going to need the commission for, but uh, it's it can be shady. But if you're one of the local grown guys and you're not a piece of shit, they they do work with you, and they, they uh, not like shady backroom stuff like that. But like they'll 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 hear you out and they'll they'll try to make adjustments and stuff like that. So they are easier easier to work with. Something. Well, I guess that's nice that you're from Florida, allegedly. <laughs> Oh, hi, Lola. 
Look at that finish. Oh, what's his fucking name? The, the guy that's in charge of the ISKA up here that helps me with my shows. Tom just got coronavirus and double pneumonia. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, fuck, bro. Yeah. I know the guy forever, too, but I was like, ugh. Yeah, I know a couple guys in New York that got it. Uh, Crow, one of your guys from Animals just got it, too. Guy was telling me about it. It just figures that the one person at the athletic commission that's easy to work with is fucking hospitalized. Yeah. This is one of the – See, this is where Rustum always gets jammed up, though, is Rustum never had a good answer for the open guard. Yeah. And, and you see that against Thor, too. Here, we got to go to the overtime because that's where Thor caught him in that heel hook. He sat guard and played the open guard. Lola, back off. Man, my dogs are going fucking crazy. Everybody I know has a dog named Lola. Really? I, I, yeah. named, I named it after the, the Kinks song where they're talking about trannies. Uh, my girlfriend had never heard that song before. because her One of her dogs is named Lola, and I was playing that. And she was like, <laughs> what band is this? I was like, it's the Kinks. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that live. People are going to be like, oh, how dare you? That's all right. My mother's a lesbian. We can make jokes as long as they're not hurtful. Yeah. I have so many lesbians in my family. Yeah, I watched my mom is a my mom used to have a six pack. She was a gym teacher. I watched her beat up a man once. Really? That's she's not. Crazy. She's like a buck twenty. Like she's small. She's not a big lady. Man, is this a uh, moving slow for you guys on your screen? No. Okay. Uh, no, it was lagging for like one second, but it's fine now. Okay. Maybe it's just because I'm watching it and watching the comments. Oh, yeah, it's fine on this screen just because I'm, I'm trying to watch everything at the same time, you know, producing and shit like that. I also have it on in the background, too, just in case. Man, Keiko, uh, Keiko Raksha, remember that? That was like the, the big uh, clothing brand in jiu-jitsu 10 years ago. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. That's all. That's all everybody wore was uh, Keiko yeah. and um, uh, RVCA. Man, I used to have. I think it was called Fight Supply or Fight Co. or something like that. They made some pretty good rash guards. I used to have a shit ton of those. Yeah. Might have been like a southeast thing. I mean, it, it, there was only a handful, I'm sure, like, if you see the gear. Oh, Keith, you know, so I, I kept telling everyone I don't want to do a 16-man tournament. But because I've had so many black belts re uh, reach out to me, I might actually be able to put together a 16-man tournament at, at 150 with all high-level grapplers. Really? 16-man? Cool. Yeah, um, because, like, I was trying to replace guys, and some people said yes. Some said just not the data I originally had. I mean, because I refuse to do a 16-man tournament if half of them are, like, local blue belts. I, I won't do it to myself. Yeah. But we may actually have uh, quality grapplers. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, Finishers has, has done it a few times, so I'm sure that a lot of guys would be willing to come. In that weight class, yeah. Um, actually, that's yeah. Finishers, they're forty fives, and that's usually good. But even with that, like sometimes it's just like, how did that guy get in here? Like EBI is the worst with that, but they do it on purpose to get quick submissions. Yeah, you want to get some squash matches, man. You of all people it should was, understand squash matches. It was weird. I don't need to see five, but but when you do a squash match, you do one or two, and then you do some.
matches. You don't do matches. Yeah, they used to be a lot better about not uh, like not getting anyone up below brown belt, um, but then they kind of got I think maybe desperate because it's like it got a little harder once guys got went full circle. Um, yeah, it did go full circle for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I but I feel like that that's not much to ask for either. Like you know, EBI is a big thing. You're on the fight pass, you know, and if the guys are gonna get hit in the face. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know about that combat jujitsu though. Like they, they gotta go back to regular EBI. <laughs> well, did you see Eddie's doing the only overtime tournament now? Yeah, uh, I'm supposed to be in that, but yeah, like I was gonna say, that's perfect for you. Like you'll win yeah. it, no problem. I don't know when. Yeah, it's- if you don't do that, Keith, I'm gonna throw your DVD at you. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. I know. I, I like. I I like I like who sat down with Keith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Keith, I have great marketing strategy. You have an EBI overtime DVD. Don't do the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, like, just what the deal with like all this stuff is. Like, if things are getting like canceled or postponed or what, though. You know. Because um, like, no I would imagine. Well, I pass is still doing their thing, so. Yeah. Did you guys wow, Gary Tonin on the right. Look how young he is. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't see him. He's over by ah. the behind the ref. Oh, I missed him. The chairs right side behind the ref to the right side of the old guy. Uh, right there when the ref moves. Oh, yeah. I totally missed it. <laughs> it's okay. He's, you can see him in the background now with his hand oh, on his chin sitting there. Like he's this. this fucking Brazilian shook him. That was cool, actually. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they gave him two for that? Yeah. Oh, wow. They scored quick I, in this one, man. Yeah, I was going to say, but I thought it was ADCC rules. I don't think it is because it's right uh, away they give it's points. points. Okay. It's just it's – Yeah, just it's like, ADCC points. It's like uh, – okay. Okay, I see. Um, yeah. Cool. That's wow! This is nine years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say because Gary's only like twenty-seven, so he's he's like fucking eighteen here. Oh wow, that's crazy. Dang, I forget that Gary's like not that old. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> older than you. Yeah, and, <laughs> oh, he's and way older than me. <laughs> physically, he's old. Like five. He's been, he's been wow, going out forever. Yeah, yes. you, you hear him talk about some of his injuries and shit like that. Like, whew. oh really? What, yeah. What well, he just talked about it recently. He was like, man, like maybe it was just on his Instagram, but he was talking about how like he's so fucked up and it's like he doesn't know how long he's going to be able to do this shit, but he's going to do it as long as he can and just all this shit. Well, I said to him, I said to him, well, I haven't been there in two years. So I said to him, like one of the last times I saw him, I was like, I said, because his neck was really bothering him again. And like he, he was just sitting against the wall and even sitting against the wall hurt. And I said, dude, like, I don't know how you plan on doing this another like four years at the fucking patient you're going bro you're gonna get like i don't like because you couldn't you couldn't move i'm gonna pull up the matches again i'm just refreshing the browser see if i can fix something on my screen yeah dude okay. it's, it's crazy because like dude i'm 25 and i have like degenerating discs in my neck you know like real bad and like, you're only 25 yeah i know <laughs> especially now when you're you- nine years younger than me holy <laughs> shit you look old enough to be my father <laughs> 
That's what happens when you live heavy, man. Oh, I know. I live the most luxurious, safe lifestyle. <laughs> but Matt, when did you cut your hair? What's up? When did you cut your hair? Yesterday, I was bored. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. Looks good. I was bored. And um, I was supposed to go do something that we're not supposed to do, and it got canceled. And then I got really bored, and then I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> Damn, we went through 10 videos already, and there's only nine left. And most of these are subs, except for the fucking Yeah, finals. but the finals is like 40 so minutes, dude. Nah, it's, it's, only, it's only like 18, it says. I think that's part two, isn't it? It goes to like double overtime. Whatever it is, it goes to double overtime. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm getting a Rinaldi versus Cyborg match queued up. Who's the Rinaldi guy again? Uh, you guys oh, yeah, Jerry Rinaldi a- is Nicky Rod before Nicky Rod was Nicky Rod. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Rinaldi does not get like any of the fucking credit he deserves. There's so, but there's so many guys. Silver like medalist that. in ADCC. Oh, really? ADC? Yes, 2009. No, I've never even heard of him. He lost in the finals by um, ref's decision or got swept or whatever it was. It's on YouTube, I think, too. Jerry Rinaldi was a very accomplished wrestler that walked into Silver Fox's gym, and Fox was like, hey, man, we can can teach you how to grapple. And he won the trials. The trials were, I think, in Jersey that year. And, And then he went to 2009. He took second. Oh, wow. He took second to Sanji. Yes, to Sanji. That's where he lost. I knew it was one of the Ribeiros. That's great. I've never even heard of this guy. <laughs> he wrestle-fucked everyone. Wow. That's so interesting. What the I hell? would have fucking loved to see a match with him and uh, Rustam. Two years? I think he had... Yeah, I was upset that didn't happen in this. I think he had two years oh, of, of grappling. Now. Hmm. Like, so he, wasn't doing, he wasn't doing jiu-jitsu, like, at all. He was just a wrestler. Wow, he's going against Cyborg here. Oh wow, Cyborg is going against the uh, uh, Nikki Rod before he went against Nikki Rod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lost. He beat Glover Teixeira, and then what's his name, Tom, and then Nakamura. Nakamura's tough too, but he has a win over Jana Pekka. I believe that guy has a win over Roger Gracie. Right. Wow, Josh, John Pekka beat Roger Gracie, that. correct? Man, I don't know about that one. <sighs> Who's somebody beat Roger at ADCC? It was like the biggest upset in the history of grappling. You don't remember that? Let me pull it up. Oh, it was uh, Olaf uh, Einemo. Yeah, it was oh, one of them. One of the new, none of the Scandinavians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Olaf John Olaf Einemo, dude, he was fighting in the UFC for a while too. Man, that guy is yeah, so he fought, um, he fought Dave Dave Herman. Um, yeah, Pee Wee. Yeah, yeah. Was, he was supposed to fight uh, Shane Carwin in his debut, and then uh, Brock Lesnar got diverticulitis, and he had to pull out of his fight with Junior. So they moved Junior to fight uh, Shane, and then Inamo fought Dave um, Dave Jansen, and then uh, or and no, that was that was before Dave Herman. Dave Herman and then Herman uh, beat him in like a fight of the night, second round TKO. Didn't wasn't it Herman that was going out around saying that jiu-jitsu didn't work, or was that someone else? No, no, that was, was the guy Nogueira uh, Verdun beat. Yeah, no, uh, so, no, he said that before his match with Nogueira, and then Nogueira tapped him with an armbar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, and then you can see like 
and then the, in the like, aerial view, you can see him like laying on the ground saying, fuck. <laughs> 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 so funny. This and is a yeah. rematch. Uh, cyborg it? and rent. Yeah, apparently he lost to Cyborg at ADCC 2011 by Nibar. Well, are you sure it's this one? Because there's two Rinaldis out there that both did ADCC. No, the Jerry Rinaldi, right? Oh yeah, I'm looking at him. He uh, it's on it, his Ninja Heroes. All right, yeah, because there's a Jerry Rinaldi and there's a Mario Rinaldi. No, no, this is Jerry Rinaldi. This because this is all the Henzo guys. This is Silver Fox's uh, guy. And yeah, then after 2011, he said fuck it and got a job. That's so crazy. Really? He just like walked away. He had like two eighty. Well, I mean, you got to think. Keith, you then. have to remember, in two thousand eleven, there were no tournaments. There was nothing to do outside of ADCC in Nogi, or if you wanted to make money. And that's why everyone was doing Grappler's Quest all the time for a thousand dollars to win the absolute. Thank yeah. you. I'm good. That, and look who used to do that, bro. It was like Jeff Monson. Um, it was yeah, like man. serious heavy hitters, bro. It was like literally everyone because there was one tournament. Yeah. I, I do remember seeing all. I mean, just on like YouTube, you're seeing a lot of like random, um, like Jeff Monson versus Josh Hanger and yeah. um, like random matches like that. And that's, that was for a thousand dollars if you won. Everybody else got a hearty that's, handshake. That's so crazy. <laughs> I wish they were on tape, but they're not. Uh, there was one absolute. Gary lost to Rustum in the semis, and Eddie lost in the finals, or vice versa. Oh, wow. To Rustum? Yes. Gary, um, Rustum wouldn't do anything, so Gary just started giving him position. Like, he would throw his ass at him and try to get him to engage, so Gary <laughs> lost on points. And um, Gary Gary came over to Eddie and was, said something like, I can't believe he didn't try to leg lock us. And Eddie goes, after we just leg locked 50 people in one day? That shocked you? <laughs> like, well. Let me see if I can find it. Nah, they don't exist. Oh, dude, I, for, I forgot Joao and Rustam at Grappler's Quest. Your stream is uh, fucked up. Was it uh, Joao was it? Assis and uh, Rustam? Yeah, it was Joao Assis. That was a good one. Joao Assis yeah, that was a good all one. The, all the Grappler's Quest. There's guys in my gym that were like, oh, yeah, I competed against him back in the day. I was like, what? <laughs> They're just like yeah, random. So Joao Assis did everything. Yeah, he awesome. didn't get famous till what 2011. That's when he took second because that's when he lost to Lister. But before that, Joao is just another local guy. Yeah, he has like 12 yeah. MMA that's fights crazy. too, or something like that too. He has a decent chunk of fights. Yeah, uh, he actually beat. Um, he actually beat Lister, I think, in like the finals the next year or the next ADC. Yeah, yeah. in 13. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was that was the same year. Dean didn't get points for the takedown on Buchecha, and then Dean fell back on a heel hook on Joao, and yep. it took a second, but they still gave Joao the two points. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Dang, that guy just sat back for a leg. Damn, Rinaldi went. Oh, look at him wow. switching through to the other side. This guy's this guy's awesome. I'm like a a fan now. <laughs> I forgot what he did, but like it was like a real job, and he was like, "Eh, I'm gonna go make money now." Wow, that's so crazy! Dang, this guy's good. Oh, and he just like he just wow. didn't care. Like they they said one day he just came into the gym and said, "Yeah, I'm done," and just didn't care. And it was, but it was it was like with, the same I thing with Eddie. Even train anymore? I heard he doesn't train. 
Wow, that's crazy. If Calistine gets on, ask him about Jerry Rinaldi. He'll be like, bro, all everybody says is that guy was so good. And one day said, yeah, I'm done with this bullshit and just left. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, have you talked to Eddie lately? I have not spoken to Eddie since October. Gotcha. So I just assume he's dead. <laughs> what's he? What's he up to? Like, what's he... I heard he doesn't train it. Um, I heard he doesn't even train it uh, at all at all anymore. I heard he got staff like twice and then just decided he was done training. Yeah, yeah I miss. I uh-huh. like. He, uh, John uh, was just doing some like weird. Josh and I were talking about earlier. He's doing some like fantasy brackets and stuff. And I saw Eddie, that. Yeah, Eddie. I think he like made it pretty far. Yeah, I, I think I saw you got to like the semis or something. Yeah, that's that's cool. He was another one. He's just like, yeah, I'm done with this shit and just left. Well, so it's because he's not a retard. This sport fucking sucks. You know, like sometimes I sit here. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, it sucks. Like the people suck. You know, the sport itself is awesome. But the people suck. Keith, when you're old enough to have to pay for your own health insurance, then we can have this conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barely old enough. I'm lucky I got a wife that has a master's degree and a real job. Oh, what does your wife do? She's a fitness director of a country club. No way. Oh, that's yep. cool. My dad works at a country club also. Yeah, she. It, it's a pretty fucking sweet gig. Like, yeah. even before we were married and even before we were engaged, we were just dating. Then they put me on her health insurance. It was pretty sick. What? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're in Florida, Keith. You can do anything you want. Yeah, we're in Florida. <laughs> we just had to file, like, a domestic partnership thing or something. Cool. That's yeah, that's cool. one of the guys at my gym did. They're super easy to get, super easy to get rid of. Yeah, Keith, maybe you could settle a bet between me and Josh. Who would win in an MMA fight, Keith Kikorian or Kay? And how would she win? And how would she win? I said TKO. I gave your jaw the benefit of the doubt. No. (laughs) Matt Carpenter says we need to start allowing slams. Maybe not spikes, but slams. Yeah, dude. I I agree and I disagree because it's like if you're going to take a slam – it's uh, basically an MMA fight. So you should be getting paid some fucking money, you know? Because I saw live when uh, Orlando got fucking knocked out from that slam at Jits Kings on the stage. So oh, well, in here we have a knockout. We have, we, have, we, have a, we have a win by slam in this tournament, remember? Yeah, I know. Who, what? Who, who, who got knocked You'll out? See. What? You'll see. You'll see. Oh, no. He doesn't get knocked out. His, his fucking shoulder like comes out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I know that Geo knocked out Jeff Glover at ADCC. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, he knocked him out and he was still awake, which is even worse because now the lights are on and nobody's home and you're just getting brain swelling. Not that you would notice with Jeff Glover, but now you're getting brain swelling. <laughs> uh, nice nice uh, timing on that takedown. Yeah, that, that, I think that should be two if they didn't give him two. I wish they had the. Uh, no, nah, he's got the Kimura uh, grip. Yeah, that, I don't think they would. There's like no point yet. I don't have dogs, so. That's <laughs> uh, probably Matt. No, it's my dog. I don't know what's going on in the hallway. There's a meeting. Um, what were we talking about right before this? Slams. Oh no, the, the slams. Oh, oh, the. Yeah, uh, Jeff Glover and uh, and Gio. Um, yeah, like Jeff was like knocked out but still awake, and then like, uh, Gio was like passing his guard. <laughs> 
That's worse too. They t- like, he, like you, when you get knocked out, your brain turns off to protect you. So yep. when you're knocked out, but you're still like doing stuff, your brain just starts swelling up. Like it, that. That's the wor- That's why in boxing, it's way worse to not get knocked out and just keep fighting. We don't know what's going on. But jeez, yeah, I don't know. Uh, why are they resetting him with the Kimura? What? ADCC that's style, baby. We're so starting with what we weird. had. That's so weird. I know. I like it. I mean, I I like it personally, but. Um, did you guys see when when Kanon took Yuri out of bounds and then they like they reset him with the back control? Yeah, yes. dude, crazy. Well, they tell I'm you in the rules meeting. That. They tell you in the rules meeting we're gonna favor the person on offense. So if you go out of bounds and we can't reset it, the guy on offense is gonna get more than the other guy because don't run out of bounds. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, didn't that happen to John did, did- at, at the trials, uh, Matt? No, he – so what, what you're talking about with Sal, he snapped Sal down, and there was like six yeah. seconds left, so they just kind of let it ride. I mean, it wouldn't have been points. Mm-hmm. But there was – uh, he was like – okay, okay. But he was like almost out, I thought. Or, or, yeah, I don't know. Sal plays the plays the bounds pretty, pretty – uh, yeah, his, his coach was sitting next to me going, just keep doing nothing. Right. Just keep doing nothing. I'm like, all right, maybe they'll hear him say that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so they'll funny. hear him say, keep doing nothing. I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah, that was uh... – Man, I picked up my phone to do something, but I don't remember what. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Dude, you know what's crazy is that Flow Grappling podcast, when they do it live – they're getting like the same numbers I'm getting when I do podcasts like YouTube and like because nobody wants to listen to them talk about I random like, jitsu nonsense. Listen, they need to. People need to start podcasting more. And like this, this setup here is super inexpensive. Like with the laptop included, this is maybe four hundred dollars worth of equipment. You know, wait, like, your laptop. You told me you have a good laptop. Mine was like eleven hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I got a good laptop for next to nothing. But like, dude. Most of those events barely break like a thousand. So, like Keith, you need to start a podcast and just start like talking shit with like <laughs> your girl, and you know, bring Geo and Boogie on. Like, yeah. you know, you get the connections. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, it's and, just like and people like you. So bad like, at I feel like everyone has a podcast, though. Like, if I like Sean Applegate had one or has one, uh, the finishers guys have one. Yeah, I feel like there's actually too them. many podcasts. Like, I feel like everyone literally has a podcast. There, there can't be too many, though. Like, uh, like people are just always going to want content, you know, yeah. especially if it's good. Uh, and especially well, I read now. An, well, that's yeah. true, I guess, now. But I read an article, and it was saying that only 1% of all podcasts get over, I think, like 2,000 listens or something like that. Like, it was, it was like the, the extreme minority. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that. But, like, the way I do this is, like, I'm doing it live on Facebook. I'm doing it live on YouTube. And then I download the audio and I put it out there on the podcast platforms, too. So, like, it's really fucking easy. And I got to go through and actually, like, calculate the uh, analytics. Look at that sprawl. Hold on. Wait, Josh, look at that sprawl. I know. I know. I'll, I'll do that again. Was that uh, was that, that under or was that Neto? That's, that's Neto. Uh, Neto, look at that, bro! He fucking sets that hip and the underhook up so well. Neto uh, almost uh, almost beat Bouchesha first round of ADCC this year, mm-hmm. and he like yes. he showed up like all overweight in a t shirt and fucking yeah. almost beat him. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I remember that. 
Neto's one of those guys that like he's been around forever and he can just like when he wants to go, he can go. Yeah, he uh he fought MMA actually. He um he knee barred uh Anthony Smith, I believe. Jesus. Yeah, I think Neto was supposed to go or did go to the UFC for a fight. I, yeah, I think he might have had one in there. Yeah, he uh he fought um I'll Google it real quick. I know he did have at least one in the UFC. Well, no. that's what these guys did was before to make money, you had to fight MMA. So, like, that was it. Yeah. Like, you did this, you had your fun, and now it's like, all right, now we're going to go fight people for real. Uh, he had three in the UFC. So, he did – he knee-barred Anthony Smith, and then he lost to Clint Hester and got knocked out by Trevor Giles. Or Trevor oh, Giles. Giles. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Clint Hester yes. was pretty goddamn good for a while, too. Ben Hester was really good, actually. He was just like a – I think he's just like an athletic guy who had yeah. no – I think he played football or something. Background. Yeah, and then he uh, he did really well on the Ultimate Fighter, I remember. Yep. And then – That was uh, the same he, wow, season. Uh, what's his face? That just got uh, – the guy that gets heel hooked by everybody, the Hicks and Black Belt, uh, Kevin Casey. He was on that same season. Kevin Casey. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, uh, whoa Josh. Was, he's not a Hicks and Black Belt. Season, he gave actually. himself a Black Belt. Oh, uh, did he? Yes. I thought who who's the Hickson black belt? That no, no, no. Really he gave himself a black belt. Hickson threw him out, and then Hickson let him come back in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. like he like he said he called himself a Hickson black belt. Um, like, yeah, it's weird. Um, but he uh, he did pretty good, didn't he? Uh, just go against Craig at Submission Underground. Oh yeah, he got fucked up real quick. He gets fucked up by everybody. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't real quick. It was yeah. a couple of minutes. Like Thor, Thor tapped Kevin quick, Dude. like in like six seconds. So um, when uh, Craig, Craig actually like struggled a little. It looked like he. Pro- I mean, he probably respected Craig a lot more. You know how that goes. So when uh, when Thor got the call in for that four man combat jujitsu tournament, Quinton got a call for that too, and I'm like. He's like, dude, it's too short notice or something like that. Or he was Wait, like, Wait, Josh, rewind that toll hold. Rewind yeah, that toll. I will. I will. And I was like, bro, Kevin Casey's in this thing. Like, you have a one in four shot of getting Kevin Casey <laughs> and automatically making it to the finals. Like, yeah, come on. But the other side was Steven Martinez and Yuri Samoyes. Like, I understand. Yo, Martin, look at that. Look at that. See, but they all do that turn bullshit yeah. instead of pulling it into the chest. Everyone does toe holds wrong. It infuriates me. Because it's such a good move, it gets a horrible rep because nobody does them right. Wait, what were you saying? You're supposed to like bring it to your chest instead of turning. So I was in, I was at the great when they were Gracie Baja in Costa Rica. Now they're uh, Henzo Costa Rica. I was down there and I was showing them like this breaking mechanic I have. Right, I can't explain. It. I have to like show it to you. Okay. And he was like, "That's so weird because AJ and like this other guy, like they always tell me push the toes into the butt and push away." I said, "How many times have you done that?" A toe hold. They said a million. I said, how many times have you broken someone's foot? They said, never. I said, so that answers your own question. Yeah. Everyone like grabs, like when you do a Kimura, you don't rip it away from your body. Like you still pull it in. It's just, it's the same idea with a toe hold. Like you can't lock the knee out if you're just like swinging on the foot. Um, interesting. Speaking of Kimuras. And the other thing I always tell everybody, it's like, look, everybody focuses in on the toe aspect of it, which is great. If you can get a good curl on the toes and keeping it tight to your chest, that's great. But you also got to raise the heel too because at a certain point, your foot goes into full flexion and you can't 
take the toes down anymore. So when you start oblique crunching and coming in tight as well, raising that heel, you get some nasty fucking sounds. You know what I think it is? When when they grab the feet funny, like the feet make crackling noises and people think like that's what they want. But like getting a crackling noise on a – there's no. like 50 bones in each foot. Like you can yeah. break a little bone and have it not matter. Man, I'm trying to remember – what match it was i had a match against the guy and i put him a toll it was really quick and it sounded like fucking velcro coming apart so oh. I, like there was some legitimate ligament damage from that shit there was um if you want one of my matches on uh youtube is me and this kid uh, eli hubler um he's from well, gracie umida but he was at marcellus for a little bit because i knew guys that knew him and he was like a leg lock guy and he puts me in a toll i give him my leg he puts me in a toll hold and like, but as he does it, he gives me the heel hook and my foot starts crackling and he has this like shit eating grin on his face. So now I'm like, well, now nah, I can't tap. And like, I'm just letting it crackle. And I'm like, bro, like, you're not going to, you're not going to put anybody away, but with just a crackling sound. Like no one's going to tap to a pop yeah. foot. No, yeah, it's just I, like, it's just not going to happen. You got to actually break that shit. The other thing is, I feel like people don't really understand that you need to have not always, but it really helps if you have control of the opposite leg too, because it stops the rotation. You know, everybody tries to do toe holds from a position where it's very easy to rotate out of, just like heel hooks and stuff like that. And yeah, and then control. like the guy rolled away. I'm like, how the fuck did he roll away? Yeah, yeah. Like, would you if you were doing arm bars and guys were rolling away, you would say, well, I must be doing something wrong. But with leg locks, they go, well, you know, he rolled away. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Man, it's crazy to see how much half guard has developed in the last nine years. Like, I see these guys playing the knee shield and like a, a shitty butterfly half and not really sweeping or looking for submissions off of it. But now, like, if you get in that position, it's super fucking dangerous against most people. Yeah, half butterfly is interesting. I don't know why people don't play it. I don't understand why people sell out on like full half guard. It's so hard to do things from half guard. Yeah. Like a locked feet, cross locked half guard. I literally only play butterfly half and sometimes like a knee shield Z guard position. I wish nobody played uh, knee shield Z guard because people on bottom rarely get a sweep and people on top don't know how to pass it. It's just, it's just infuriating. Just nothing happens. I mean, I'm also like baiting him to like go for my leg so that way I can come up and pass that guard because people was, are Yeah, I was going to say like, like, you like Mao is saying, a lot of guys can't really pass uh, knee shield. Yep. Uh, or you know, um, but like, if I just stick my my leg out and they sit back on it, I'm like, sweet. All right, now we're back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, doing stuff. You know, yeah. there's a really awesome pass from Zgard that I completely stole from William Tackett. He hit it in every match on my show. I don't know if it's on the the DVD he did, um, but like he hit it in every match, and like he just like effortlessly hit that that pass from Zgard. And like I've seen people do it here and there. Just his setup was interesting. And I was like, it's so simple. Like, everybody puts the wrong arm. See how um, Braganet is putting his right arm through the legs? If he would just use his, his outside arm, his left arm, he would shut the whole guard down. But he just puts his arm th through over the top like a shitty ankle lock grip and gets caught in bicep cutters. You see how, like, he's here? You see how he's here? If he uses his, his outside arm, his left arm, to punch through the middle instead of the right arm, you can stuff the Z guard almost effortlessly. But no one ever – I've only seen a handful of people do that, including Will's coach, um, uh, Leo Vieira. Oh. Is uh, – oh, is – oh, I guess he's no. – No, no, no. He, he's uh, – it's not Vieira. Checkmat. Checkmat. I'm, I'm saying his main affiliate coach. 
Oh, you mean like the head of the affiliation? I was going to say his... Because I asked Will once. I asked him. I said I said to him, I said, I've only ever really seen Leo Vieira do that. And he said, ah, you've noticed that. He said something like, you noticed that too. And I was like, right, you're check, Matt. That's Leo's team. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant like that's who he was training under all the time. I'm like, nah, dude, he's, he's got what's-his-face. No, he, that Brazilian guy who's like 200 pounds. I can't think of his name. Hey, easy there with the 200-pound comments, midget. <laughs> no, no, he's in shape at 200 pounds. <laughs> and I don't need that. One of my former students is out there who's like a monster wrestler. I said, go train with this guy. He's your size. He goes, oh, I got to get out there. Man, it's crazy. Oh, my God. How tiny this crowd is. Dude, it was – okay, so um, Rob Constance, who does the uh, commentary for Kasai – Mm-hmm. Uh, some um, black Rob, if you're at Henzo's, like this, this huge black dude, he's like 200 pounds. Um, he put this together, and I remember I was asking him about that. This is in the lobby of the um, the Manhattan. It's like it's like around the corner from Henzo's. It's that big. Um, what do you call? It? They have all the guys stay there when Bellator comes into MSG. Yeah. And um, so the tickets here were like, I think they were like $150 each, but you had what? all you can eat food. Like, like the, he had like gourmet food there, like steaks, all kinds of like, like real like food and all that stuff. Um, but they could only fit X amount of people. So that's why the tickets were like, were super expensive. But then he was telling me, he goes, a lot of the guys would come over and be like, Hey man, um, so you're gonna let me in for free. Right. And you know, what do you, you're not going to tell Henzo. No, you're not going to tell the other black. So then you wind up just like doing that too. But like this tournament took a bath in finances, ten grand for the winner. He had to cover flights, hotels. Like, it was crazy. Who put it on? Was it Rob? Rob, uh, the Kasai uh, uh, ring announcer, the huge black guy, Black Rob, Rob. Constance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. The nicest guy in the yeah, world until you upset him. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> he seems really cool. He is. He is the nicest guy in the world. But if he doesn't <laughs> like you, forget it. Right here. Yes, that. Yes, yes, that. Bro, that is, this is like infuriating to me. And it's not everyone's like, oh, you're so fucking racist. I'm like, no. The Brazilians have a way of like playing the referees. And it's just sport, you know, like they do it better than anyone in the world. So, like, yes, it's it's me kind of being derogatory, but it's also a positive. Like, you don't see American and European anything like talking to the refs. The way the Brazilians do in these tournaments. Well, it's, like, it's 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 football culture. It's soccer yeah, culture. Exactly, exactly. And remember those words, Keith. I'm not racist, but <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody knows I'm. I do the podcast I'm doing tomorrow with uh, Quack and and Gallagher. I'm gonna come off as like such a fucking anti-Brazilian guy. I thought you were gonna name the four Brazilians you're friends with. Look, I'm not racist. I have a black <laughs> friend, but listen, <laughs> there's only a handful of like. Brazilians that I get along with really well. Fuck, dude. Even Brazilians are like, oh, yeah, fuck those Brazilians. I mean, it's just – but this comes back to refereeing. Like um, I was talking to Tim about this. Tim Tim is a big fan of push – nice escape. Is yeah. a big fan of uh, push outs. And I don't like it for grappling. The tournament you guys did in Florida where Tony went against That's DJ. So stupid. So stupid. It works in wrestling. It doesn't really work in grappling. Nice uh, invert. Ah, but he fucked it up. Yeah. Well, Gavao doesn't understand anything about leg locks, but you can see this is basically that Lachlan Giles position. Yeah, there's a match with with Gavao and um, uh, Santana at ADCC, and they're just like both ripping like a bad heel hook at the same time, rolling all over the place together. Here, Here comes the steroids rip. 
Yeah, he's not on them yet. Well, if he is, he's just getting on them. He was for a second. Then what? What match was that? Santana and and who? And Galvao. I want to say 2011. Because I remember I was watching it with a friend of mine who trains at Unity now. (laughs) Do you ever realize how much useless grappling and MMA and pro wrestling knowledge we have in our fucking heads to know like what happened in each fucking tournament and like? Well, I know 2011 is one of the few DVDs I own, and it's probably my favorite ADC series. I've seen yeah, that one more too. than other ones. Yeah, like I don't remember anything about China other than me and Eddie lost at the trials, and Eddie was furious. Gary won because he hated him. Like I was, and his ex-wife was yelling at him all day at the trials. So I remember that. Yeah, I remember 2012 a little bit because I remember watching all the Stuart Cooper documentaries and shit like that. And I mean. 2012. 13. There was no 12. Yeah, that's what I meant. 2013. Um, the China one was a weird one because, like, a lot of my favorite grapplers at the time were in there, you know, and it was kind of like the last hurrah for that, the old school guys before like 2015. Nobody gave a shit about the 2015 one. And then 2017 is like when new school really took over. 2015 was kind of like half and half because Geo did pretty well. Glover did pretty well. Uh, Eddie was in there and he ended up losing to Tanquino, but like, I don't know. I feel like 2015 was the turning point, and 2013 was the last time any of those old school legends really did well. It's so weird yeah. too. Like we take because I was telling Keith um, when he was at ADCC, I said, I said, dude, you have the best guy in the bracket in the first round. You said, really? I said, bro, if I had to number everyone, I said, I think Takeini has the best shot at winning, and like he's been around forever, and he just gets no respect. It's the craziest thing. Well, it's because he he lost in 2017 to to Pablo. Um, I mean, if you watch that match, he should have won. Um, but I think this is my theory. I think that the the like head judges saw that that Tenkinu was limping on his knee, and they were like, "Oh, we don't want to put the guy through who's like injured. He's going to be less exciting, or he might even pull out. We'll just give it for to the sure because they do that." Yeah, I honest, I honestly, Josh, think can you rewind that sweep? Yep. Yeah, that was actually really cool. No, for, for sure. The, the Sheiks definitely – they definitely do that. Um, and he's also a 45er, so when he does uh, – keep, keep going back. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, a 45er, yeah. so when he does 170, you know. Look at this setup, bro. Because he gets so scared of the Kimura, he buries the arm, and Gavau just uses the half butterfly. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All legs. That was cool. Yeah, all legs. Is that Gary? Um, yeah. No, that's not Gary. Yeah. Yeah, right that there. is. Right there. That's Tony the in the black shirt. The black shirt. Huh. Dude, nine he looks years old ago. Still. Yeah. Anytime I want to feel better about how I age, I look at Gary. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> well, Tom the Blast is only like two years older than me, and I always forget that. Or three years older than me. Is, is Tom he- the Blast retired? Supposedly. Okay. I don't know. I thought he made a post that he wanted to do one more. Well, he was talking about doing tournaments. I think he's retired from super fights now because he had big Nick for his last match at Kasai. And, uh, oh, right. Kaglia. Yeah. Was, uh, Nick Kajia. Does anybody know why Kajia did That's not like, do the West really Coast trials? That he yes. it, I think. Yeah, the big guy, big guy that comes out in the singlet all the time. Yeah, yeah. Wait, who did the West Coast trials or who didn't do he, it? Nick, Big Nick was at the trials because I was there. I said hi to him. And then the, his first match of the day, they were calling his name. He never showed up. So I was like, I wonder know. what happened to Nick. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know. 
Oh, that's say, weird. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't think I didn't think he made it out to the West Coast trials ever. But. No, he I, I, he was talking because he came over. I said, "Oh, Nick, what's up?" And he said, "Hi," because he remembered me. And like we talked for like a minute or two, and then he, he you know he disappeared. And then like a couple hours later, they were calling him, and uh, he he never went to his mat. I thought that was the strangest thing because I know he was there. Yeah, I'm I'm supposed to have Nick on a couple of my shows when uh, the heavyweights come up and when all this stuff is done. I like him. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's the nicest yeah. guy. Which one? What weight are you doing after your 185, Josh? I have no idea. I was supposed to do 170, so I think I was going to no, do 85, no, no, 175. And well, I'm going down. I'm going 85, 70, 55, and then 45. And I don't think I'm going to do any heavyweight tournaments. I'm going to just do an open weight. And I'll do then, your open weight uh, too. I, I'm, yeah, buddy. And then I'm just going to keep giving uh, heavy, heavyweights like super fights on the card and make them do the catch rules and all that shit. Cool. Cool. All right. So here is. The match we were talking about. Oh no, never mind. We got Vinny and Daniel, and then we got the match we we're talking about with the slams. Oh, uh, this is yeah. This is the the banana. Spoiler. Vinny and Daniel, yeah, the crotch ride. Come on, go full screen. There we go. Yeah, Daniel teaches at the Hensel Brooklyn gym now. Does he? Yeah, I was telling Keith. Oh, you weren't on. I was telling Keith. He uh, he owns all the Henzo Philly uh, affiliates. Good for him. He's not fighting. And he's like fifty years old. He's like he? I think he's fifty two. Yeah, he's fifty fifty one fifty two. Yeah. Jesus. So he's like in his early forties here. Holy shit! He because he's older than my coach, and Dice is forty four this year. Forty three. Forty four. Oh, who do you guys? Uh, who do you guys think? Uh, you know, Vinny's going against Craig Jones at the next um, uh, Sug. Uh, who do you, who do you guys think would win that? Vinny, because it's only a five minute regulation. Oh my god! Why is that a thing? Hell yeah! Really? Yep. I can't see Craig subbing Vinny in overtime. I can see Vinny subbing Craig. Yep. So that's why. Just because he's so much fucking bigger and he's got great back control. Plus, Craig has so much more experience in EBI overtime. And I mean, he's super hard to catch, too. I mean, I I don't see either of them catching each other. Um, I don't either. But but if there were to be a sub, I would say most likely Vinny, not Craig, getting it. Well, you got to think, Vinny's got that crazy armbar escape. So I think. Craig will stay away from the the spider web. Yeah, he would just take the back. He says he yeah. doesn't like taking the arm anyways because guys let it break, and Vinny's yeah. one of those guys. But you got to think, oh, yeah. Vinny's like two forty, dude. Look how thick he is, and this is like, I mean, Craig's not small either, but I don't think he's yeah. Vinny's not two forty. Yes, he is. He's two thirty. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He, he got he even heavier. Yeah, he's oh, yep. huge. I remember yeah. when he won heavyweight that first time, he just made heavyweight. Like, he was just over the thing. He didn't feel like cutting to uh, 218. Like, he yeah. was like 222 or something like that. For, I didn't realize he got even bigger. Yeah, yeah, when he won, he was yeah, like three was pounds over. Ago. That was years ago. Why? Well, I, I just figured that was his that was normal walk around, right? No, dude. You got to think, Vinny, Vinny was super young then. That was like 2011, right? So I'm like, yeah, I think it was 11. Yeah, no, I just assumed because he was doing heavyweight, that was, oh, really? you know. He did. He did heavyweight in 2015. Yeah, but he didn't win in 2015. He won it. He beat uh, Verdun no, in 2011 no. in the finals. He got, he, third, third, he, he got third place. Yeah. I wanted to see him and Gordon. Um, I was so mad that what's his name Russell fucked him. 
uh, the last ADCC. Oh, uh, yeah. Orlando? Was it? No, it was a uh, no, Tractor. Yeah, Tractor. Yeah, it was Tractor. Yeah. I was so yeah. mad, bro. I was like, we're going to get the rematch. Oh, he fucked it up for everyone. I know. That would have been so much more epic than, than Tractor and, uh, and, um, uh, Gordon. Gordon, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to. I'm well, trying that was to the same who, thing when uh, Eddie Bravo beat I'm fucking Hoyler, what? and and Leo wanted his rematch with Hoyler, and Eddie fucking took it from him, and Leo was just furious. <laughs> He's like, I just want to go home, bro. Fuck this. Uh-huh. <laughs> or um, or it's fucking finishers. John really wanted his rematch with Ethan, and Holland armbarred him, and I was sitting next to him. I just said, "You lost your rematch." He goes, "Now I'm just really mad." <laughs> I was like, well. "Oh, he wanted. He really wanted the rematch against Ethan." Oh, it's all he oh, talked yeah, about for dude. fucking five weeks. Really? Oh, wow. I, th- I thought they were teammates. When he l- I mean. So, anyway, he lost to him in Texas in that overtime, and John yeah. was just pissed. And now he's like, I'm going to get him his finishers, right? Because Frank pulled out, and John took the spot, and he was he like, I'm going to get it. for it. No, he got him at the on it, and then they were one and one. John won and oh, here, wait, here comes the, the fucking banana split. Oh yeah, I was thinking. Well, yeah, he got him at he got him at on it, and then he got him at he subbed him at uh, Josh's show. Um, yeah, yeah, like three, three, like uh, like a month yeah. later, and Josh wasn't gonna book them both because he was afraid of a fake match, and I had to explain to Josh that they did not like each other. <laughs> oh, they don't really? Oh, I didn't know they didn't like each other. Let's go back. To well, it's not like a. When you have two guys in the same weight class yeah, doing yeah. all the same tournament, that's just going to be a thing. You know what I mean? It's not like they hate each other, but it's like, all right, yeah, well, this yeah, fucking yeah. guy again. Yeah, yeah. Because somebody had yeah. somebody was accused of having fake matches on Josh's show. I said, John's not going to have a fake match. John's not going to fly to Florida oh, wow. to give somebody half his money. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> all right, here comes. Yeah, the- yeah. I don't. Man, I don't know about like. Guys splitting money, you know, when they get to the finals, I'm like, whoever wins should should keep it. And if I'm, if you know, dude, because then it, then you when give ADCC, off the that you were kind of working, you know. Dude, well, that's but that's what it is. I remember when ADCC did like a local New York one where Tom went against um, uh, Babalu. I did the 143, and John did um, uh, like 132, and like I had a Henzo guy in the finals, and like you know, I, I beat him, and I never met the guy before. And Eddie was like reading me the riot act of how well he's ranked higher than you, you should have just let him win. And I, I was like, Eddie, maybe you do that, but if I'm in a tournament, bro, like that's never gonna happen. Like, I don't, I don't understand that logic at all. Yeah, I paid money to be here, you know what I mean? Um, Josh, I was thinking just, just back, uh. You saw Craig kind of – he did one of your – or a couple of your shows when when he was uh, coming, coming up, up. right? Yeah. Um, what did you think of him back then? Were you kind of like, oh, he's good, or were you like, oh, he's really good? I knew he was good from the first show because he had that flying triangle on Orchard, and he had him in a triangle for like eight minutes. Yeah, and, uh, and then he got – then he, he got, got heel hooked. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I kept the touch – like Craig's one of my favorite people in grappling because like Same. from the second event – all the way up until now, like we've always had the same relationship, you know, like, yeah. um, he's just one of the good dudes in the sport. I've had him in my gym for a couple seminars and, uh, I got to coach him at EBI. So I had him on the second event. I knew he was good. We hung out with him, his buddy, uh, you know, Mikhail, right. The, his little, uh, he's, he's, he's like a one thirty five or something. Yeah, like, Sam. Like that. yeah. And, yeah, uh, really, I love Sam. He's really, really cool. But, uh, yeah. So, 
Yeah. No, no, no wait, not, not Sam McHale, McHale, oh, yeah, yeah, the little Mikhail. guy from Australia. Yeah, yeah. He was on a Kasai, Keith. If you saw him, you oh, know him. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, he just had yeah, a match with uh, Andari. I don't, I don't well. know how to say his name, but he's he's really cool too. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, yeah, yeah. Wait, he's where did he have a match with Minari? Uh, in some Australian card. You can find it on YouTube. It had some weird rule set where the overtime started in 50-50. Um, it, it was a really it's like good somebody match. else's shitty tournament. How did that hey, go? Hey, listen, that first first off terror was amazing. So you watch your mouth. Anyways, did you have uh, an overtime like that? Yeah, for the first one. That's why Are it was called Sapatero, and the name made sense. Yeah. Wait, so did anyone go to overtime though? Yes, we had one. Uh, Clayton Lyon and Ben Zapata went to overtime, and the rule was actually we had a whole bunch go to overtime, but they went the full fifteen minutes, and there was no sub. So we ended up uh, doing double DQs for anyone that hey. didn't get a sub. That's so funny. Yeah, I- I'm thinking about doing a tournament like that again, just for fun. Maybe not a huge one, but like maybe a thousand dollars, and then like overtime oh, yeah. fifty. But uh, I'm, I'm, down to go, I'm down to do that. If you end up doing that, I'd yeah. totally come out for that. All right, cool. We can, we can always do that like as a, a smaller like eight-man tournament on one of the bigger tournaments yeah. we do. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good, Keith. Tell the promoter you're interested before you talk about money. <sighs> <laughs> Keith knows I'm not going to fuck him. I'm one of the few guys the <laughs> that, even... that doesn't try to take advantage of Keith. Keith, you're supposed to say that sounds really I mean, interesting. You know, Let me know when it is, if I'm around and we could work something out. You got to like get a prolong that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dude like craig after that ebi 11 one because i ended up coaching him and uh, we were warming up in the back and i felt we warmed up by letting him basically practice his breaking mechanics on my legs and we flowed a little bit and he was working that high passing it was extremely hard to get in on the legs and uh his breaking mechanics were just super fucking good and then after he yeah. hit orchard and fucked up uh dara they I, I knew, yeah, I knew he was gonna be fucking good, but the crazy thing was, the next week he he flew back to Florida and had yep. the Sapatero. Oh, the there it is. Rewind. Wait, wait. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Rewind it. Rewind it. But yeah, he ended up making it to the finals and losing to Tesla. Tesla, yeah, Tesla. He looked him. Yep. Look at this. Mm, right on the shoulder. Oh shit. Oh wow. Let's do that again. Yeah, cyborg. Look at the yeah, guy and, and then we can see him just like, fuck it, I'm going to keep trying to pass your guard. Look at this black guy here in the background. Up you go. That's Black Rob. That's the owner of the tournament. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> That's Black Rob. That's oh, the owner wow. of the tournament. Black Rob's like, oh, shit. That's so funny. The kid on his phone, too, just like – David Branch. The kid behind the kid on his phone is David Branch. Look how young yeah, he is. That's oh my crazy. God, yeah. yeah, David Branch. That's cool. David Branch was – he was talking about – he worked construction while he was, like, still fighting. And, like, he worked in, like, building skyscrapers. He said it was, like, super scary. Yeah, Brent, I've, I've got – I've trained with Branch a couple of times. Like, he's, like, a super nice guy. But, like, he's also one of those guys that, like, hard work. And if you ever complain about something, he'll just, like, walk away from you. Like <laughs> – <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go work my job before I go fight in the UFC. Excuse me. Um, didn't uh, didn't uh, Josh to get back to that? That's I think it was like Sapatero, mm-hmm. like ten or nine maybe. Didn't um, didn't I go against Rao? Didn't he beat Rao? Yeah, he uh, he got 
a win over Rao. I think he heel hooked Rao. But the shit thing about this one was this is when Facebook, I mean, Facebook's still super strict on copyright infringement and shit like that. So we were at a, an expo yeah. and they had music on in the background. So I ended up, lo- and this was back before I actually knew how to stream shit. So I was streaming it off my phone and we lost the entire event because Facebook took it down and oh. wouldn't let me save the fucking video. Uh, that's why that's I can't why I don't find it. I've been looking for footage of that for yeah. so long. Yeah, dude, because Craig was in that. Uh, Demers from Canada was in that. Uh, I'm trying to Jesse think. Ray had a match. Jesse Ray, fucking. Do you know um, you twisted me? Do you know the the workshop oh, wait, wait, with Aaron Malam? Yeah, he, he he twisted me. He uh, so nobody oh. would grapple Jesse Ray. So I was like, fine, I'll fucking grapple you, Jesse. And this was like yeah. back before I was an actual heavyweight. I was like 205 filled with like bush light. And uh, <laughs> he twisted me in probably like three minutes. But uh, yeah, dude, fucking Rao was on that. Tesla was on it. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Werther was on there. there. There was another guy that was really good that came up too. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Corey Brown was in there. Ian Murray was in there. A whole bunch of Oh, fucking- Ian Murray was in there? <laughs> yeah, he, dude. And like – this is like the height of me having to deal with pullouts. I had somebody no show the fucking event. Two guys no showed the event. Oh, so man. Ian jumped in and I picked a guy out of the crowd. I'm like, hey, dude, I got a rash guard. You want to hop in here? And he's like, sure. You see the ref? Wow, that's the guy that owns hilarious. workshop with uh, with Aaron. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Asian guy. Um, yeah, that's why I don't do live streaming, uh, Josh. Uh, and what? everyone kept asking me, why don't you do a live stream? I'm like, because there's just so much that can go wrong. I'm good. Yeah, if, if like it took me probably five years to get to the point where I could like run a live stream um, and not have to worry about it going to shit. You know, like now I'm finally comfortable knowing as long as I have a good internet connection somewhere – it's not going to go to shit, you know, and worst case scenario. Well, but the camera go. switching too. That's what the thing that bothers me the most is camera switching. So like, if you don't have a truck, you can't be like, go to camera two, go to camera three. Like you don't have all the angles in front of you. Like so, it's a lot of that too. If you really so want to get I, like, I have that, I have that without a truck. So it's, you have that app, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not an app. It's, it's a sling studio. And uh, like, like I'll tell everybody how I do it because it's not as easy as it sounds. You have to have experience doing it and you have to have good cameramen, but I can run it off my iPad or off my computer and have up to 10 different camera angles on top of commercials, overlays, all that stuff. But you need to have a guy behind the switcher who's good, you know? And you also need to have decent cameramen. So our setup probably is like 25, 30 grand. And uh, we, the only thing we're, we're working on getting now is like wireless headsets. So I can just be like, hey, I'm moving to you, camera one or like camera two, zoom in a little bit. Yeah. That's what I was doing at a Substars, but we had literally the guy. Oh, no, no, wait, you see how Rustam's trying to pass here? That that's why no one passes Z guard in knee shield. <laughs> well, it's because Rustam it, doesn't know how to pass. No, but everyone does that. Like if you rewind it like ten seconds, the way the arm shot through the middle and all that, that's how yeah. everyone tries to pass Z guard, and it's impossible. It's impossible to pass like that. Yeah. Um, and this is over anyway. Yeah. Um. I guess too, but then also like you see like you see like angles though sometimes like you miss stuff and all that and I just I don't think I just don't think a lot of people watch the shit live anyway. That's why I'm just like eh. Yeah, I mean I think you're gonna get the guys that watch it live and the guys who are gonna watch it after. So I'd rather offer both options and then I can always go back and edit the night of and because the thing is with my thing is I record every angle and then I can uh, go back through and do 
Which you, out like a week later. But you have to like take that. it down to put it up, don't you? No, I, I can keep it up and then I can add a second one or I can like it, it all depends on the software you use to uh, fuck. No, I yeah. mean like if you put it on like YouTube or whatever, like you can't just replace, you know what I mean? So it's like you're starting over. Um, yeah, on YouTube. But it, like what I was saying is it depends on which – there it is – which uh, – which streaming service you use. Cause like a lot of these things that let you do it on pay-per-view and stuff like that, will let you put in a second one or let you switch it out and all that fun shit. Oh yeah. I mean, I could do that on Vimeo, but I couldn't do the switch out because I was trying to keep all the views Guys, in one I'm place. Cause that does help with sponsors. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, Keith. Good seeing you, dude. Bye Keith. Bye. See you too. I'll see you later. Bye. All right. If someone want, else wants to hop in with us in the comments, just shoot me a comment and I'll. Oh I'll God, this is twenty-seven minutes. All right, let's no, do this. This, is, this isn't twenty-seven it's minutes. Three videos. It's three videos. It's ten, no. twelve, and five. No, 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 no. Not this one. The finals is. Is it on? Oh, this is Andre and Vinny. Sorry. Yeah. I'm looking at the wrong video. We we, all, we almost we're almost there. Almost there. But so yeah, I actually want to have sex. I just I go so long it's just like i feel bad for them you know yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just say yeah to that that's it ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right you, you talk shit for a minute i'm gonna get a fucking beer you do that my beers are far away okay, so those of you that are actually watching matches uh we're in the finals here we have uh, vinnie magalesh and andre Ga- i'm sorry the semifinals vinnie magalesh and andre got vow um, I remember watching this live, and I wasn't quite sure what would happen because Andre I gave the edge to in the wrestling, but um, I did think Vinny had enough wrestling that he could stop a takedown from Andre, and he's got a very awkward guard. Um, and yeah, Andre Andre starts jumping for these like um, like the flying guillotines and all that stuff. I'm trying to sync my video with Josh just because I'm watching it on my laptop, just better angles. So there's like a lot of this, like the, a lot of this jumping. Um, which is a big issue in jujitsu anyway, is a lot of these guys don't have world-class wrestling. So they kind of just start finagling and doing like unorthodox stuff just to get something going where, you know, if those guys were standing in front of Kyle Snyder, there would be a takedown. You get a lot of this Greco knuckle Roman too. They're pushing their heads against each other. And I mean, they're working, but they're not working. I don't know how to explain that. Like if you train, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're working, but they're not working. Um, I think this does stay on the feet for a minute too. That's so weird. Like I know like all these people in the audience from Henzo's and it's all like, they're all like 10 years younger. So they all don't look old. I also don't have the chat open in front of me. Hold on. Maybe I can get that working. Nice attempt though. Uh, let's see if I can get that going. Where's the chat? I have so much shit open on my Facebook. But yeah, I, know, I also assume anytime people are doing Greco knuckle Roman nonsense, um, like during their matches, that just uh, they're not really trying to do anything. They're just trying to not get stalling calls against the ref. Um, I do wish Gavao was shooting more. I think Gavao. Um, Definitely can take Vinny down off like low shots. 
but I'm, I'm not I'm not crazy about uh, I'm just not crazy about how they're both approaching this. Josh, right? Greco knuckle Roman lock. Uh, Greco knuckle locks. Usually, it's just we're trying not to get yelled at by the referee. <laughs> when you made the mercy. Yes, like they're yeah. doing a lot of that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty much that. Unless you have like an actual good Greco guy, like against like the best in the world in Greco, they use that and they immediately start shooting their underhooks and stuff like that. But in jujitsu, yeah, it's a stalling tactic. Yeah, and Gavals Gavals has a. I mean, nine years ago, so it's not as good as it is now, but Gavao still had a good penetration step. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like he charged with the drag and the shot and stuff. I wish he would just have done more of that because Vinny, like I, I was saying to the, the, the people listening, Vinny's not looking to shoot. He's looking to counter wrestle. Yes. So it makes Gavao hesitant, but at the same time, you, you can't win if you don't try things and you still want to steal a ref decision. And the thing is, Vinny was always kind of known for suspect cardio, and Gavao wasn't, especially when he was this small. Um, Gavao could put a pace here on Vinny that Vinny wouldn't be able to keep up. So, I mean, if I was Govo, I, I would have tried to move forward more, but we, we both know that's never been Govo style. Hold on, wait, I just got the, the chat to work. Uh, Sedeco does still compete, uh, Scarecrow, if you're listening. You know what I was thinking? Um, especially with this lockdown for the next month, I already have it all set up. We just need to start programming multiple things a day because i have a submission hub tv where i do all like my streams and i restream this stuff to it as well and there's a built-in audience already we need to just like get a couple content creators like you i know kevin gallagher would be interested and a couple other guys and just be like hey look when you guys want to go live i'll send you all the credentials and stuff like this just go through and start putting content out there almost like a a tv station because this is literally all this shit is you know and it's probably better instead of running full events. Not that I'm against running full events, um, picking matches from yeah. uh, full of like you know it, it's it's always better to do because ADCC used to I mean sorry not ADCC, uh, Grappler's Quest used to have a TV show on Fight back yeah. when it was a TV station, and they would pick like three or four. I mean actually no, I take it back. ADCC did have a um a channel on Fight TV. Is that Chris you know, Gethard? It might be. I I did that. I that's normally what I do at ten thirty. Is I just take out a couple of matches, like three or four, but I've been doing so much of that. I kind of figured, cause this is the second day, at least in Florida of people being like full on locked at home. And uh, I'm on especially fucking four. Like, well, I mean me too, like, cause I'm not a moron, but uh, the rest of the state is finally in like a stay at home and shit like that. But anyways, like in the beginning I was having like 50, 60 people watching live. And now that we're like fucking two hours in, we're down to like 10, you know, but I do think there's a market for full events, just not every fucking day. Yeah, and it also depends on the event. Like, this event was okay, but there's definitely some snoring matches in this, this yeah, tournament, too. Exactly. So. I mean, the only reason I did this one is because it's one that everybody forgot about, and the names in this one were absolutely insane. They, we yeah, they probably never saw it. They yeah. probably they probably have never seen it. You know, I was yeah, exactly. I posted a match. Um, I said, guys, a lot of them hadn't seen Hoffa and Cobrini from 2009. You've been posting a lot of the ADCC matches. Yeah, I just go to YouTube and post things. I put up Ruman Asado at Grappler's Quest. People are like, who yeah. the fuck's Ruman Asado? I said in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had, I had Sean Vinny, We were watching old Pancreas matches too. Yeah, I saw that. You see, Vinny has that um, – he does that – I was just teaching this like, uh, I don't know, a week before the lockdown started. Um, and I was like – I said, Vinny Magalesh does this well where he um, – He'll underhook the leg from closed guard even when their knees are down, but he'll grab the wrist with his hands. 
Yeah. It's like his version of the K-Guard, because someone was asking me about K-Guard. And I was like, well, there's like the way Kalstein and Cummings play K-Guard, but they call K-Guard. Then there's the Neil Melanson way. And Vinny trained a lot with Neil Melanson. Yep. So he uses some of that, but also does some like – yeah, 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 because he was the coach there. He does a lot of like weird shit with it, but like that setup right there is Vinny. In fact, I'm gonna remember this. So when um, next time I'm in the gym, if everybody's there, I'll show the clip because I do that sometimes when I'm teaching. I'll be like, everybody, come here. Let's look at my phone. Yes. This is what we're doing today. <laughs> yeah. Well, this hillbilly has a TV that has a Chromecast, so I do that shit and I put it up and I'll I'll do my uh, coaching app on there, so that way I can write on the screen too. And I'll be like, look, this is happening in competition. This shit I show you actually works. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, I have I had a TV at the gym. I had like the Genesis and shit there, but then my girlfriend yeah. moved and she didn't have a TV, so I gave her that one. And now I don't feel like well, it's like thirty two inch, but now I don't feel like um, going over there and bringing it back because I'm lazy. Yeah. yeah, I understand how you're a doctor and you don't have a fucking like nice television in your home. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. So fucking. Yeah. Just, never mind. I was gonna say something. Oh, she's fucking. She's fucking Chinese. Like, what? What technology? I thought we we're supposed to have like. I said that to her. I said, I don't understand this. You, you don't have a real laptop. You have a fucking bullshit pad with a nonsense thing on it. And she has this crappy TV. So like when you hook them up and I'm streaming movies illegally, it's, it fucking stutters and everything. It's infuriating. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, I, I like this setup for streaming because like – this program is really cool because it'll let you bring comments on the screen. It'll let you run those tickers underneath and all that stuff. So I, I think. Wait, hold like, on. You see what guy Val's doing? Is yeah, he the, the foot modified on? leg ride. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's a wrestling thing. I don't know why people yep. don't believe in that. Well, because that's how Dean Lister. That's how Dean Lister got beat up by Barnett. Was just those those leg pins. Yes, they're they're worried about the uh, the roll through to the leg. Especially Bro, if I'm stepping on your fucking calf I and you know, roll through and leg lock me, I'm an asshole. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like most people don't understand that they're worried about those victor rolls and stuff like that. But if you do it the right way, I'll do it the same way, but not with my foot. I'll put my shin on there, and I just call it a modified leg ride. And that's one thing that wrestlers do so well. And the Tenth Planet guys picked it up because I mean, obviously the Twister game, but jujitsu guys yeah. don't do enough leg riding. Yeah, I don't um. I don't, I don't, I mean, I feel like jujitsu guys just watch some gi jujitsu. And if they watch no gi, it's like just the guys they like. They don't actually watch sambo and wrestling and other things where they can borrow and steal yeah. ideas. Yeah, I totally agree. People are very, um, what's the word? It's like the catch guys too. They're, they're purists, you know, they're just like, oh, only catch wrestling and jujitsu is like only Gracie jujitsu. And uh, I, I think it's also they just don't know and their coaches don't know. You know what I mean? It's it's like, who do you train with? Be. I train with this guy. He's a black belt under so-and-so. Okay, well, he's never competed or he competed a little bit. Um, I've never heard of him. He doesn't watch tape. He doesn't do anything. He's just teaching you the shit that they taught him 10 years ago. It's like, okay, that's yeah. cool, but how do you expect to get better? Like you would never, You would never try to play professional baseball, professional basketball, professional hockey and not know what's going on in the last 10 years of the sport. Yeah, that's true. But the other thing is most – of those professional sports have coaches that don't actively compete, you know, like they get paid just to coach. All right. Here's the fucking marathon one. Yes. Yeah, 20, 28 minutes, baby. Whew, three videos. We're doing this. Yep. We got this. Unless I go decide to cook a steak and then you're on your own kid. Oh, don't do that to me. 
It's so long. I could be playing Xbox right now. My group chat's blowing off. My group chat's probably too. like, bro, I thought we were playing Resident Evil. What the fuck's going on? Bro, do you play Call of Duty at all? Um, I stopped liking Call of Duty, but the, what's the new one that's free? That's like Apex. Warzone. Warzone? Yeah. Yeah, I'll play Warzone. I don't mind yeah, that. Yeah, let, let me know if you want to play some Warzone later because all my guys are fucking off right now. We, we play a lot of Search at night, but I've been craving some Warzone. Uh, I mean, I was trying to finish Revelations too with my friend, but I think he's sick. He said in the thing I couldn't, I wasn't really paying attention. Um, yeah, I'll do Warzone a little bit. Uh, you know, I thought I got that a... was a fucking young Eddie Cummings in that blue shirt, but that is not. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, wait, wait, no, that's not him. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'll do Warzone. I just like the last Call of Duties. I was not a fan of at all. Like, I just, I just yeah. did not care for them. I did not like them. Yeah, this one, this one's pretty good. I've been, I've been playing a lot of uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi too. It does kind of look like Eddie. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I really thought that was Eddie. I was like, yeah, it's, 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 it looks like the mirror. Yeah. I mean, he could be dead for all I know. He hasn't texted me back in like eight months. It's because nobody likes you. No, if he needs a favor, though, you know. Hey, listen. On the station, I'm gonna set you up weekly. And oh hey Ted, this is not live. This is from 2011, by the way. Live, <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Yeah, it's like let's go, Chiziev. Uh, we should set you up with a weekly show, the Everybody Hates Matt show. <laughs> uh, you know me, always making friends. But yeah, this is like two purists going at it you know you got pure jiu-jitsu against pure combat wrestling yeah um rustum i mean he cross-trained so they were telling me he went to henzo's once Hen- um when was it gregor gracie eager gracie and um halls and neiman they did the wrestle at the garden at madison square garden yeah, and they I went against like other wrestlers so they brought in like olympic olympic wrestlers you know because mm-hmm. they got the money to do it to, to get work in and Rustin went to those training sessions. And, oh, shit. Look that! Look how young Ryan Bear is. Sorry. And they were saying to me um, that, like, Rustin came in and he was taking down some of the Olympic wrestlers. They were shocked that he's not, like, an yeah. actual, like, full-time wrestler. Like, shocked. Because they had the guys from uh, the New Athletic Club come in. And he was just taking some of these guys down. And they could not believe it. Like, people really underestimate what kind of a monster this guy was, like, you know, five, six years ago when he was in his prime. Yeah, dude, Rustam, I mean, he's definitely out of his prime now, but especially the last, I'd say, two, three years, man, he was destroyed. You remember that match he had with Vinny where he slammed him too? Yeah, well, Rustam's older than me, so I'm 34. I want to say Rustam's 37, 38. But he, I think he's he the same a, age as Tom the Blast. He kind of had a late, oh, that would have been a good match to watch. I, I don't think Tom wins that one, but a Rustam Tom Rustam? Yeah. I don't so I don't like if Tom can get him in his like uh, his Z guard he can probably stall the action but I don't yeah. know if Rustin would have walked into it he might have just like athletically tried to jump in the air and do crazy shit and that's when you play the let's see who's more athletic game yeah and I'd say a Rustin well I don't know I mean he did lose and get healed by Thor so Tom does definitely has a shot at the leg but I think yeah. Rustin is a much more refined approach to stalling and force passing the guard. Than he did now. I could, yeah, I could see it looking like Tom's match with Orlando. But you yeah. know what's funny too is before that match, because I was texting Tom and he was backstage at ADCC because I forgot we were bullshitting about. 
And he was like, you know, Gordon thinks I should come up and hip heist Orlando. I said, that is the dumbest thing you could. I said, you are not going to hip heist. Bro. Are you out of your fucking mind? He's three of you. And he goes, he goes, I don't know. He goes, he goes, maybe let me see. And I said, I said, Tom, whatever happens, just don't let him put you in turtle. Cause you'll never be able to get out. Like, it's just going to yeah. feel like a building on your back. And the second, his match ended, maybe like two minutes later, he texted me. He goes, so I tried to hip high score and was wrong. And yeah, it felt like a building was like on my back. I said, How, I mean, he looked like a building. Yeah. I'm going to text Tom later today and see if he wants to come on this week and chat. He, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, he's not running the gym and stuff, so I'm sure yeah. he's got some, some extra time to hang out. Yeah, dude, I had Hollis on earlier last week. I mean, last week I had a bunch of really good interviews. Oh, Gracie? Yeah, Hollis, Hollis came on with Kevin Gallagher, and we just watched a bunch of matches. This was actually probably about two weeks ago. Hollis is one of the nicest people like him. you'll ever meet, but he's also like 260 pounds and six mm-hmm. foot four. So like, you know, he can hurt someone if he wants to. Yeah. yeah. We were watching some of his old MMA fights. We watched him versus Bob Sapp. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was really mad. Like people, like so when, when he lost to uh, Pujanowski, everyone was sharing the knockout and they're like, fuck yeah. the graces. I'm like, like why? Like I said, like, if it was one of the guys that's just like a dickhead, I get it. I said, but that Halls is like yeah, the Howell's nicest person and barely talks. Like, why are we like yeah. shitting on the guy? Yeah. I fucking love Hollis, man. Yeah. Big teddy bear. Yeah. And like, I, I, you know, I sparred MMA with him once. He probably doesn't even remember. It was when I first got to Henzo's and it was around that Thanksgiving. So it, it was literally, it was me, um, my friend Edgar, who's like maybe like 170. And it was like Halls Gracie, Neiman Gracie. Everyone was like fucking 60, 70, 80 pounds heavier than me. And like, you know, Halls is okay with his hands, but he's not like a world class boxer. So I was like, if I just keep running away, I won't get like mauled. And he goes, don't worry, I won't hit you hard. I was like, okay, but I don't know what that means. I don't really know. But like, he like jabbed super slow. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah dude, he's a giant, man. When I, uh, Went up to give him a hug at fucking Kasai in Orlando. I was like, Jesus. I, I always knew he was big. It's just, you forget how tall the guy is. Yes, he's like, he's taller than Gordon. I'm quite positive. Yeah. No, he's like 6'6, six, six, dude. Hold on. I'm, I'm getting, I'm plugging the phone in. It's dying. There we go. Um, yes, he is, uh, he, is a, he is a monster of a human being, like a monster of a human being. And he doesn't look 260 because he's so tall, but. And well, he's proportional. Like, yeah. um, it's the same with like uh, the same. Well, same with Gordon. Gordon's six two, six three. Keenan's like six two, six three. They they like they look slim, but you're like, dude, yeah. they're a foot taller than most like average sized people. So yeah. like, add twenty pounds of fucking an inch. Oh, yeah, I felt bad though when this match ends. And I remember I asked yeah. Rob about that. He goes, he goes, I looked over, all the Brazilians gave me the look, and I looked at Rustum, all the Brazilians gave me the look. My eyes went to Gaval, they all kind of went like this, and I raised his hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, this was that was like when Keenan. Remember Rustum and Keenan in Brazil? Yeah. Yep. And you're in Brazil, and they're booing the Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt instead of the Sambo guy because everyone knew Rustum should have won that ref decision and went to the finals. Rustum. I mean, it is partially because of Rustum's style, but Rustum's had some fucking shit luck on judges' decisions. Who did Keenan go against in the finals that he lost to in 2015? At 88 kilos, right? That was Yeah, because I remember thinking Rustum would have beaten that person because Rustum has better wrestling. 
No. Whoever it was, I remember Keenan went and lost, and I remember thinking if they didn't fuck Rustam on the decision, Rustam would have taken gold. Rustam could have beaten that person with the wrestling. Where I knew yeah, Keenan wasn't going to win. I remember the Matt. I, I thought Keenan actually had a shot against him. I'm trying to remember. Okay, 2015 at 88 kilos was it Yuri? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was Yuri. Yeah, it was Yuri. It was Yuri. And I remember Rustam and Yuri had a match maybe or they were training. I remember seeing something with them together and Rustam was able I was I knew Rustam could beat Yuri. Man, but I, I knew he didn't, uh, didn't have the tools. Adolfo took under ninety nine. Yes. That was a massive upset. Nobody thought that was gonna happen. Yeah. Bro, talk about guys that fell off the map. Claudio Calisans won the absolute that year, and then everyone was like, Fuck this guy. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you win four matches without scoring one point. Yeah. And then he had – remember he was supposed to do a super fight for Aguzia Grappling Industries against, like, Gordon. That's the first interaction I ever had with Howell. And um, he – he I put some th- – it didn't happen because Aguzia goes, I have to give you a check, and Kalisans yeah. wants cash. Yes. Right? And yep. I said, look, I said, dude, everybody gets paid by check here. If he's working here, then they're going to take the taxes out is what it is. And Howell – I didn't know who he was. Howell commented. You know, this is like three years ago, four years ago. Howell commented, um, so are uh, you saying you pay all your taxes? Oh, that was a nice slam. He's like, are you saying you pay all your taxes and that if Americans go to another country, they should pay taxes there? And I said, yes, if Americans work in another country, they should pay taxes in that country. What's the issue? And then like when I saw him in person, he like introduced himself. And you know, he goes, I wasn't trying to be a dick. I didn't realize you felt that way. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's looking at him like, oh, he's slamming. Bro, he fucking slammed Cyborg. There's slams in this rule set. Galvo, stop. God. Every time I see Galvo talk to the ref, I just want to lose my shit. I don't, I don't think pe- – because people underestimate Rustam. I remember when he went against Gordon in the finals. Um, it was funny. Me and Gordon were actually really, really good friends then. And everyone oh, kept yeah, telling him, you're going to go to – you're going to go to the semifinals and uh, you're going to lose to Gary. Let Gary win. And I said, bro, Gary's not going to beat Yuri. And Gordon's like, in that rule set, I said, Yuri's too big if they go to overtime. Yeah. I said, Gary's not going to win. And then Gordon won. And he texted me after Gary lost. He goes, oh, my God, this is my chance. I said, bro, you're, you're going to win. You'll beat Yuri. Yeah. Um, but before the finals, I said, dude, when you get on Rustam's back, if you get there, if you just try to put hooks, he's going to spin out. I was like, if you hold like shoulders and stuff like that, if you treat it like wrestling – he was like, he, he said to me, he goes, no, I was thinking about that. He goes, because everybody just gets hooks in and he runs away. I'm like, you're not going to – everyone just thinks that they're going to do to Rustin what nobody else could do and just somehow be the one person that's different. It's really interesting. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like a snap down. Oh, look at that ham sandwich there. Um, the- do you ever see Nelson do that to Rustin? Nelson Prentice that owns Inverted Gear? No. You could find that. He puts him in that, that calf cutter, okay. and Rustin spins – his foot literally goes like up his ass and Russell just lets his oh legs snap to pull out. Jesus. Yes. Yeah, dude. Russell, uh, I will find that. One of the scariest human beings I've ever seen in my life. I remember he came down here because there was a $10,000 tournament in Florida, probably like 2014, maybe. Um, it was called fuck. I'm trying to Dwayne and Chris put it on uh, art of grappling. And, art of grappling. I remember that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and Rustam came in and fucking just destroyed everybody. And, like, there was some pretty – man, if that's on YouTube, maybe that's one I'll watch next too because that was, that was a fucking insane tournament. And he just came in and he snapped I think I saw that once. Around, man. 
you know, just. But even here, like you see how he almost passes Gaval, like he comes close, and like you can you can tell that Andre's just like he's never grappled with someone with that kind of wrestling. Yeah, and you know where it is? It's when he goes for that double underpass, and people go to turtle to give up to to not give up the points. His go behind is so fucking fast, and then he'll suplex you from there, or he'll go to the front yeah. headlock and roll you through. That. But even even there, like he tries to do the over unders and the jump arounds where guys are trying to do weird inversions. And like the thing is, if you haven't, um, if you haven't, so uh, my student Tim, my brown belt Tim McNamara, yeah. one of his guys um, who sadly has no interest in competing in jiu-jitsu, uh, wrestled for like twenty something years. I think he's he's twenty eight, twenty nine, and he wrestled uh, for the state of Pennsylvania. So you're talking like a serious, accomplished wrestler. And like when I'm training with him, you know, it's it's the same thing as um. Is, is like, it, it's just like, you feel like you're, dr- like, you know, and I'll catch him because, you know, I'm a black belt, but like outside of me getting him in position from like, I can finish him from here and I feel okay. Like you just feel like you're drowning where you're like, they're really good at off balancing from every position. They're really good at putting that pressure on. And like, until I have like a leg locked up or a head and arm locked up or some kind of position where I can just use like grappling, not wrestling, you just feel like you're just fucking treading water and it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. This is the thing with Rustam is his stand up, he seems like he waits for the perfect opportunity a lot because it looked like he could have shot a quick two in on Galvo there because Galvo went really slow to the guard pull. And if he had just dove on him, there's a shot, a chance they would have given him the two, you know? Yeah, I mean, I also think he doesn't want to, um, he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't get triangled and guillotine, but I mean, he's also sorry. One of, one of my one of my students was texting me. He disappeared for three weeks after he had a heart attack, and I thought he was dead. And cops and medical couldn't find him. He goes, "Sorry, bro, I just didn't want to be around anyone." I said, "Don't worry, we're going to train at some point." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. You know, for sure. Um. It's it's a lot of that. He doesn't want to get. Uh, maybe he thought it was negative one in the overtime. Maybe Russell and, didn't know the and rules. Th- yeah, this is also 2011. Like he's not as experienced. Yeah, and honestly, I think he looked his best here. Because like I was so saying, too. dude, I lived, I lived in Jersey. So, like, he went against my friend Manny, who was a very, very good brown belt. And, like, everyone just knew him as the, the bear, like the hairy bear, yeah. the, Rus- the Russian bear. And it was, like, it was almost like a myth. Yep. You know, like no, the dude, Russian I bear. Because when I went up to that PGL, people were talking about the bear. I'm like, the bear? Because they had the heavyweight tournament, and I think you're supposed to be in it. And maybe – didn't have i'm trying to remember but people were just talking about the bear i'm like the bear the bear and they're like yeah, yeah. This Russell, when he this did that ebi guy. yeah yeah when he did that yeah. ebi i said gordon that's going to be the guy you get in the finals outside of a fluke he goes really i said i said i said i said i know you just know him as like the adcc veteran but go tone it i said he beat because they were breaking uh gordon's balls because gordon lost to uh josh uh hayden Mm-hmm. and um, Eddie and Gary had beaten him. And I said, just so we're on the same page, Gordon, I bet you didn't know this, but Rustam has wins over Gary and Eddie, and now you can be like, well, I beat the guy that beat both of you on the same day. He's like, really? I said, trust me, Rustam is going to be the guy in that tournament. Oh, that's I forgot get you about that work. fucking pass, too. He always yeah. did that, that slide in the mount. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Rustam had a lot of tools. He, yep. he was just limited. He was just limited. Yeah, he had, he had a pretty good ankle lock. I saw him hit on a couple people, but that snap down is fireman. And an E-bar. Rustin has some E-bar wins. Yeah, yeah. And and that slide in straight them out is something he hit a lot on some really good guys. Where he, like, pushes the knees down. But I'll tell yeah. you, so Sal – I wish Keith was here. Because after Sal beat Kallstein at the trials, he went against Keith next. And, he tr- and like, Sal was doing a good job, and he beat um, Ricky Lule in overtime. He beat John in overtime. 
Um, but he was slowing down because the first three matches he won in overtime, he won by a ton of points. And then when he went against John, it was the ref's decision. And I, I, he tried that on Keith, like with like a minute left, and Keith heel hooked him off of it. Mm-hmm. And I was, I said, and that's what happens with wrestlers, though, is they do yeah. it, they do it, and then third match, fourth match, they get tired, and now they get out jujitsued. Yeah. And Keith also said he goes, no, I was so happy when he tried to jump over my guard because I was afraid that we were going to go to overtime and he was going to wrestle fuck me to like a bullshit decision. <laughs> God. But it's true. You watch this guy wrestle fuck four people. You're like, well, I guess I'm next. Yeah, no, no, I get it, man. Like it's, it's just crazy to see how how different the styles were back then, and people still trying to do it now. Like, I mean, you were talking about uh, what's his name, Rinaldi being the Nicky Rod before Nicky Rod. If we're really talking about that, Rustam was the Nicky. The I mean, not the original, but like he was Nicky Rod. He was before Rod. Jerry was before me. Yeah, but. The thing, the, the the difference though with them is, Rustum had uh, Sambo experience where they were just like wrestler wrestlers, so they didn't really have anything like on the ground yeah, on the ground. Rustum didn't have crazy amounts of Sambo experience; it was super limited. Sure, but I mean, I guess what was impressive with Rinaldi was just the fact that you know he um he had a year and a half of of ground yeah. grappling and you know silver at ADCC. You're like, oh okay, yeah, no, that's true, and I mean. This is like that new generation of wrestlers where they're not the giants. Like, they're not the Mark Kerr's of the world that destroyed an ADCC because they're yeah. the fucking smashing machine, you know? But, Kurt, man, Kerr, Kerr was so – see, at the time, he was a little overrated, but now he's so underrated and not appreciated where yeah. he sub – I put that was the match I put up. He sub Josh Barnett. Yep. You know, Kerr has submission wins and in dude, grappling and in MMA. Like, Kerr submitted. He did it with, a, like, a textbook catch wrestling lock. double – no, no, no. It was double wrist lock, the, the Kimura – Cause, but he didn't do it out wide. Who did he key lock? Oh no, he key locked Sean Alvarez. Sorry. Yeah, he he didn't put it out wide like the jujitsu guys do. And whenever I teach seminars, like everyone wants a leg locks, but I'm like, dude, let me show you guys a couple kimura things because every jujitsu guy does that 90 degree kimura, but when you bring it into your armpit, like the breaking pressure is just insane. Yes, they don't. I mean, Kerr trained a lot with um, Boss Rutten. Yeah. That was his main grappling coach. And uh, Rico Rodriguez, yep. actually, if you watch Smash Machine. But um, so he he trained like he would train with really good strikers. He would train with good grapplers. He was just trying to learn how to be like a fighter. Yeah. Where guys today don't do that. They they mostly just train in the gi and they just do a little sport jujitsu and they they think about you know just winning by advantage. And Boss is someone who doesn't get enough credit as a grappler because when he started at Pancrase, he was just a pure kickboxer, and within a couple of years, he was submitting people. You know, like he had some nice knee bars. Yeah, his uh, only losses were was it Funaki, one to Funaki and, and three to Shamrock. Yeah, Funaki and Shamrock. Right, or or two to Ken, one to Frank. I think he something like that. I, I know he man, Funaki and the two Shamrocks, they all went back and forth. They all traded wins and losses. So I think he's one and one with Funaki. Funaki yep. toe holded him and uh Boss beat the fuck out of him in the rematch. Yes. He lost to Ken twice, he lost to Frank once and subbed Frank twice. I think they're one I thought, and two. I thought he had a win over Ken. No, Boss really wanted the rematch and Ken wouldn't do it. Mm. The first one, um, Boss uh, didn't. Uh, they taught him the defense wrong because they, you know, they were all trained together. Yeah. So he got hurt, and then the second one he did well with Ken and got caught towards the end, and then Ken wouldn't rematch him. Yeah, it's crazy fucking times back then, man. Like everyone trained in the same gym. There yeah. was one gym for for MMA sparring. Yep. How crazy is it seeing Galvo go for a fucking leg lock? 
He used to do them all the time. I, That's why I, was, I was talking to Keith about that uh, when we were away. I said, I said, if you watch his old matches, Gavao used to do a lot of leg locks. Oh, there's Max. Uh, a bunch of guys in the background. Yeah, it's all, it's all the Hensler guys. Oh, see, see next to Shaw? See Shaw standing? That's his wife now next to him. I didn't realize they, they were dating nine years. That's crazy. I, I can't think of her Shaw. name. She is like, on, he's not on Facebook or Instagram anymore, is he? I think he's back on Facebook because he got the, the shadow ban or he was banned for doing whatever, whatever. I think he used a homophobic, a homophobic slur is what yeah. he had said in the post. So he goes, I'm back. And then I didn't see him again. <laughs> he's definitely not on Instagram because I can't. There he is. All right, I messed yeah, up. I think he got banned from everything for a little bit. Um, and I don't have his number. He changes his phone number every like 10 months. He's that see, guy. I'm going to see if I can get him to come on and talk some shit sometime this week because a podcast with Shaw would be fucking insane. Uh, it depends on his mood. <laughs> I just want to get him going. Uh, let's see. What can we say to get him going? I can give you some key things to say to him, and then he'll just be like, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if I do it, I'll have you on so you can trigger and I'll, I'll just not piss him off. Bro, he's going to come on. No, nah, he'll just if, – if he's not with me, he'll just fuck with me the whole time. Um, yeah, see, the yeah. thing with – see, people get upset with Shaw, but like – if Shaw fucks with you, you gotta fuck back. If if you yeah. don't, if you don't fuck with him back, yeah, that's it. You're de- you're dead in the water. Dude, people legit thought I wasn't paying my athletes because he came out a couple times like, bro, Josh didn't pay me. He was just like fucking with me. People thought he was serious. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. You can't let Shaw just one up you. That's all. Man, we we're almost done with this. We, we almost made it through the entire tournament. We've got like six minutes left. Outside of that one Omoplata attempt and that one leg lock, I don't really remember Galvao doing much. Uh, Matt's, uh, Matt's back in. Sorry, I was in yeah, the I chat and I pushed back. No, I pushed back to get out of the chat and it took me out of the whole thing. So... That had uh, fucked me up a little bit, but um, yeah, no, there's like people get upset. Like if we're just with shy, you just if he fucks you, you gotta fuck back him. That's just how he, you know, that's just that's how he bonds. <laughs> people that's don't how he bonds. People don't understand the ball busting of like people from New York and Jersey. Well, Henzo's is the worst too. I've seen I've seen people walk off the mats at Henzo's like openly weeping and crying. That's fucking crazy. Like there was there was one girl I won't mention her name. Um, they used to make fun of her all the time. Like she got upset about, I don't remember what happened. She got upset about something. They were all just like fucking with her and like, she's just like real upset. And I, I said, I said to her, I said, the worst thing you could have done in front of all of them is, is like, get upset. Now they're going to keep fucking with you. And like, she kept doing it. And I was like, I said, just tell them that we're dating and they'll leave you alone. She's like, yeah. And like, I, I got shot. I said, Chai, can you do me a favor? He goes, you know, I'm banging that chick out. Can you just not break her balls, please? Cause I never hear the end of it. He's like, all right, Maddie, don't even worry about it. <laughs> but let me know when you're not. <laughs> I'm going back on that ankle lock. Yeah, his ankle lock is good. His knee bar is probably a better weapon. Yeah. But um, he had he had a good ankle lock. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't like learn a real setup. Oh, look at this! I know. Look at that. If he had known, 
back then that there was that entrance to the honey hole right there. I mean, I don't like that entrance. I don't um, like it either. I was talking to Jordan Holly about that when he was up here from Long Island with um with Alana. And in mm-hmm. fact, in Alana's match, Jordan she tried her. that and her yeah, fucking knee popped. Yeah. yeah. Um and like, uh, cause, cause I was, uh, I was helping her ice it. Cause my girlfriend was there too, but Alana, and Alana works in medical. I said, look, my girlfriend's a doctor. If you want to like, look at it, you know, my girlfriend goes, there's nothing you can do. Like it needs to, the swelling has to come down and yeah. either she needs surgery or she doesn't. But like, we were talking about that. And I, I said, I said, that entrance works, but every now and then you just get it on a funny angle. Like when Gordon went against uh, Roca yep. and the fucking knee just breaks, man. Yeah, dude, it's. It's something I know we've talked about it before because Eddie Cummings used to do it a lot and he, he's and he stopped up from it too. Yeah, I, I don't do the yeah, Eddie tore his hip, I tore my hip, and Callisty, yeah. we all tore our hip, yeah, dude. And, and we all just stopped doing listen, it. My hip is like real bad because I used to do it a lot as a lower belt, but now instead of like using the top leg, I take my bottom leg, I shoot it deeper and wedge my knee underneath their ass, and that opens up the elevation without even having to kick, you know. So it's just kind of a wedge underneath, and then I slide it in a single leg X. Well, it's not even the like. Well, imagine if you were you were like us walking between one forty and one sixty. I know, I can't you know imagine. What I mean, yeah. Um, the big issue with it isn't even. It's not even the elevation. The biggest issue that's going to happen is um, they're going to grab you and they're going to sprawl. And yes. as they sprawl, even if your feet are triangled, even if your fucking knee is just going to do that. Yeah, I've had I've done that on a couple of big guys where I've like got them locked up in honey hole in that weird angle and they're sprawling back and like I'm luckily because I'm big too I can keep my legs triangle but you can't go through to the leg lock from there I always have to transition to like Kimura because they see if they if they sprawl and cut the angle they can actually tear uh, the labrum yeah. in your hip completely out because your yeah. your leg does this yeah it's crazy man like. I don't know. I think when I started taking like the path of least resistance, like, okay, they're defending that. I'm just going to move on. Like my injuries just started getting way, way better. But especially with these hard styles, like the Galvos and Rustums of the world, like they, they just go, 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 go. They're not going to sit there and really kind of think things through. Yeah, not at all. They're going to just, I mean, and that's also why they're going to retire earlier. Yeah. And it's the, it's, it's the conversation. It's like I was, when I was, I was talking to Keith, he was telling me he wanted to do an absolute. And um, I was like, I said, bro, you make sure they're paying you, dude. I said, because yeah. if you get, you get, you get someone like Jessere in the first round, yeah. you could be ten times the grappler he is. That motherfucker falls on you, or he gets a fucking two-on-one grip. It's, you're dead in the water. You have nowhere to go. Yeah, and you saw that in the uh, brown belt absolute that like Jessere was just like, oh, that's a tight neck crank. <laughs> this is why I thought Rustam <laughs> should have won, and yeah. they fucked them. No, they did, <laughs> and that and all the fucking. Go go behind the fucking uh, his back and then the suplexes and like yeah no I agree but yeah he just went fucking full on can opener into like a modified yeah. busting crab yeah yeah you get killed like that literally you you get paralyzed oh, or killed yeah. like that yeah dude people don't believe in the Boston crab but I'm like listen if somebody keeps me in closed guard when I stand up I'm fucking stepping over and attacking their legs you know like. It's up to you. I remember I, I asked at a Naga. I was a, I was a new blue belt. It was my first blue belt division. And they said, all subs legal. I said, even the Boston Crab. The guy that was refing, picture, um, picture Humpty Dumpty, but then add about 80 pounds. <laughs> and he's like eating a sandwich. And he goes, what belt are you? 
said, I'm a blue belt. He goes, I could tell by that stupid question. And he refed my match. And I had, I stood up from closed guard and I tried to fucking hit it, but the kid like slid out. So I wound up just getting a heel hook. And I looked at him, he goes, Oh, you made me eat my words. I said, yeah, well, you know, you seem to be eating a lot. <laughs> I was like so mad. I was, and it turns out he's a fucking blue belt. He was like a blue belt too. One of the other wrestlers telling me to like, just ignore him. I'm like, who is this massively unathletic person to tell me what works and doesn't work in jujitsu? Like, bro, the what was the last time you just your penis, buddy? Like that, you know, and they were all super nice guys. They never like gave anyone shit that I know of, but the PGL had a couple real, real big referees. Uh, I don't know if this this might have been this because the guy that ran the PGL um, – actually, I was just talking to Steve about that because we were at South Jersey. Um, the guy that ran it, his name was um, – oh, my God. What was the owner of the PGL's name? Is it Keith? Keith. Keith, because um, he's a black belt under those guys. Um, Keith probably hired the local Naga guys and some of his friends and stuff like that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. This guy was like my height, like 5'6", but like, I don't know, 380. Look at Galvao. Who doesn't think he won that either? No, no. Look, Rustam's all like, yeah, I won, baby. Look at Alberto. Alberto's like, so you want me to raise the correct person's hand? The fuck is it? Rustam's all fuck out of here. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I did it. I did it. All I right, did bro. It Let's fucking call it. That was uh, – I can't believe we got through all that. That was insane. I mean, yeah, it was long. Um, if if you let me know ahead of time what matches you're doing and stuff too, um, I just happen to be doing nothing today. Yeah, yeah, and I I didn't think about this till this morning. I might do one uh, Friday, but I'm gonna probably keep it to like once a week where we do full events. But I'll hit you up and we'll. Well, you told you told me you had some guys on doing whatever, so I was like, ah, go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was supposed to, but that got pushed off until tomorrow. So tomorrow I'm doing that interview. And then I just got my regular class tonight and I pretty much like every day in the early mornings, I'm going to start doing like match breakdowns and then maybe a midday podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, depending on what I'm doing, I may or may not be uh, breaking quarantine laws. So uh, just let me know. All right. Well, good shit talking with you. Have fun with your Xbox. Yeah. I'll see you later, dude. I will. Um, I'll let you know. Actually, I'm probably going to go on now. Well, actually, I'm going to cook first, but yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, just let me know when you're in Warzone. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Take it easy. Bye.